0: Love, talk Radio. Mr. Pop. <laughs> the views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. <laughs>
1: What's going on, SFL Nation? Sorry I had a little bit of technical difficulties. How's your week going? We are now on Friday. Uh, Shout-outs to uh, Jacob Ovette and Mel Davis and Ezekiel Love uh, for saying that their GM is laid back. Gin and Juice, and for those who don't know, from uh, Los Angeles, California, of course, this song is befitting. But how you guys doing this week? I hope it was a great week for you guys uh, here on the east coast we've been suffering uh significantly with these, this terrible cold uh not even gonna lie I, I i literally sat there and was like man i i can't believe i live out here but i hope you guys had a good week my week was amazing uh, for the most part got some news that uh is exciting as well as new and some information that i guess uh changes could potentially change the course of my life so there, there's some good stuff happening um Last games are behind us now. We are looking forward to these week's games. And, uh, yeah, I hope everything's good on your side as well. Um, And thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, And, uh, you know, the way today's going to break down is going to be pretty simple, right? So we're going to talk about uh, the upcoming games. If you came here trying to hear last week's games, if you listen out on Mondays on the SFL Audible, uh, you end up hearing all about... Um, last week's stuff, we discussed what happened through the week and whatnot. On here, we're going to talk about next week's games. Uh, We'll talk about uh, some of the leaderboards, and then we'll go into our first interview of the evening, uh, which would be Free Safety, Bo Martin Jr. of the Lone Star Glory, and DT of the Portland Fleet, uh, Gary Burney. So that should be a very, very exciting evening. Without further ado, like the song says, Lay Back. Relax, and you know what? Go ahead and uh, let's get started, all right? So, talking about the uh, upcoming games for week two, uh, we got on Saturday, January 30th, uh, Los Angeles at Houston. That will be at 4.30 p.m. on 11 Sports uh, and streaming on For the Fans Twitch. Uh, We have Lone Star at Carolina at 5.05 p.m., and that will be on TV Uh, the ESN bonus coverage, and it will be starting off streaming on SFL Twitch and then moving over afterwards. We have Jacksonville at Florida at 6.40 p.m. That will be on 7 Sports and streaming on For the Fans Twitch. uh, Queen City at St. Louis will be at 7 p.m. uh, Sorry, 7.15 p.m., uh, and that will be on TV, ESN bonus coverage, as well as streaming on SFL Twitch. Uh, Arizona at Charleston, that will be at 9 p.m., uh, streaming on LSN For the Fans, Facebook Live, and Twitch. And then we have Portland at Tulsa at 9:20 p.m. and that will be streaming uh, on the SFL and Twitch. Very exciting game, you know. Nelson's looking forward to the Portland Fleet game uh, Sunday, January 31st. We'll have the first game at 4:30 p.m. And that'll be um, that'll be streaming on for the fans and Twitch. Uh, at 5:05, we'll have Fort Worth at Louisiana streaming on for the fans, bonus coverage and uh, SFL Twitch. Uh, at 6.40 p.m., we'll have Sioux Falls at Baltimore. That'll be streaming on For the Fans, uh, as well as the For the Fans Twitch. Uh, we have uh, Vancouver at 7.15 sorry p.m. We have Vancouver at Atlanta. That'll be streaming on For the Fans bonus coverage in SFL Twitch. We have uh, n- at 9 p.m., uh, DC at Denver. That'll be streaming on LSN, For the Fans, Facebook, and Twitch. And then at 9.20, we will have the last game of the evening, which will be Vegas at San Diego, streaming on uh, SFL Twitch, and yours truly will be broadcasting that game. So a great lineup again. Um, kind of looking at the games, of course, I'm, I'm excited about Portland at Tulsa. Is a strong organization. We'll talk more about that game later on with head coach um, and director of player personnel, Mel Davis, uh, to kind of dissect what we're looking forward to in Tulsa, what they do well and whatnot. But, you know, I'm excited to see it just for an opportunity to get some redemption over last week's game. Um, Lone Star at Carolina, I think, is going to be an interesting game. Uh, Again, this is a bounce back for Carolina for last week. Uh, I'm sure they went back and and took a look to see what possible they can fix to get, you know, everything rolling. Because they have really great talent on that uh, Carolina uh, on both sides of the ball. And then Lone Star, again, with their stellar performance, can they go ahead and match that again? Uh, very excited to see that. Uh, the Florida game, Florida Bowl, I guess is what you'll call it, the Jacksonville-Florida game, it's always exciting because that's an interstate rivalry, uh, just like the Texas Bowl that they have, or I guess they call it the Tex-Mex Bowl now. Um, you kind of You have that same kind of full state rivalry, and this is one of those ones that are legendary that's been going on for a while now. So that's a great game to see on Saturday. Uh, Queen City at St. Louis, I think, again, these are two teams that are are proving some things there. Like uh, St. Louis still has to prove whether they got it um, since they got their first win on week one. So can they go ahead and do that again against a a Queen City team who bounced back together to defeat the Fort Worth Towers last week? So I think these are some games that kind of both organizations are still having something to prove. Um, and both organizations and their games were from behind and came back to win it. So we'll see how that ends up going from there for for those two organizations. Arizona at Charleston, again, it's exciting to see Arizona's growth um, against a really good team in Charleston who um, defeated Mexico City last week. So um, I think, again, it should be a very strong, interesting game in the sense of where does Arizona go from here, right? Do they continue that trend because they look really good against Baltimore? And then uh, Charleston coming through and saying, "Hey, look, you guys aren't giving the organization the same respect, and putting me in the avenues of a Denver, a you know a uh, Vancouver this season, right?" So, I think again they're gonna come out here and try to prove that and say, "Hey, remember Charleston is here uh, and here to try to make some noise." On Sunday you have Mexico City at London, which again is going to be a good game to see. London continue see if they can go two and zero. Uh, start off the season very strong. And Mexico City, again, wanting to bounce back from that loss, is pretty sure they're going to come with a hard game plan to try to make it a challenge for London to try to get that 2-0. Um, Fort Worth at Louisiana game. That's another game that it, it should be exciting. Fort Worth with their new quarterback, uh, Cam, you know, I think that's what everybody's really excited to see because he did really well in the minors. And that's my guy. We uh, we both played on Ann um, for the first season of the minors and Again, love to see their successes and what they're doing and again, both franchises starting at the same time. It's always great to see what your what your brethren would do. But I know Louisiana is no easy feat. And just because it wasn't the Louisiana we saw normally, does not mean we're not gonna get that lethal Louisiana either side of the ball I'm gonna get you type of of, of playing style. So I wouldn't be surprised if that if they try to come out again with that vengeance to try to prove what what we saw against Vancouver was just a situation, everybody kind of adjusting to uh, legendary mode. Uh, we have Sioux Falls at Baltimore. Again, championship game repeat, right? I think that's pretty awesome there. And I don't have to go really into much explanation other than you got the repeat of the championship and great, great kind of preview to see if it happens again, because Sioux Falls has for two seasons contended for the championship. Can they do, do it again? Because I know the game against Denver was not one that, Anybody would have expected, right? And I know Sioux Falls didn't either. And I'm pretty sure they're like, "Hey, we know what we're doing. Let's bounce back. Let's get let's let's take this rust off and bounce back against a great team like Baltimore. Who again, this was the championship for season 15. Uh, Vancouver at uh, Atlanta. We already know the uh, SmackDown Atlanta did uh, really turn some of the commentators around with uh, you know some focusing on the two and ten. Again, I understand the point and. It looks like Atlanta knows that we have we mean business and so we have to be as well put in those type of categories like they used to and it's a great test against Vancouver which I mentioned before played against Louisiana strong organization did really well controlled throughout the whole game and again going against an Atlanta team who many forget was a championship uh, champion in season fourteen um, not too not too long ago so uh, we have. D.C. at Denver, and again, that's one that I saw, the who you gots, and I know a lot of folks are going on Denver, but remember the experience that's behind D.C. Um, I don't think they came out bad at all like most people may have thought against London. I think they kept it very competitive even until the end. So, you know, I think that's the most intriguing game that people are going to be watching just to see how that bounce back is. But if it ends up being a, a, a blowout, I'm pretty sure people will quickly be uh, tuning into the to the last game, which is uh, Las Vegas at San Diego, and again Las Vegas had a, had a phenomenal game last week, which I think a lot of people were surprised about against Carolina, and uh, we're really in shock to see that you know rookie uh, Colin Pierce was over here, you know, throwing it out the gym right, like he did a great job, and you know my my boy running back Scott Johnson really came came through and was very versatile running it from the backfield as well as catching um to keep his team alive and really coming together and making it a team effort and it was very excited to see that because I know a lot of people again wrote off Las Vegas for some of the changes that they had to make with Tom Rahman moving on and taking on his, his children with him um I, I think many people thought hey it was going to be a dumpster fire but with the changes they made showed that hey look we we still have a very strong organization and can bounce back from it so those are the games that are coming up for week two. Let's talk about some of the leaderboards. Um, some folks who already week one are leading in their respective categories. We have top and passing. We have Johnny Pickler, uh, who was um, uh, 35 completed with uh, 53 attempts. Passing yards was 409, 66.04 completions, and three TDs. Uh, Tom Pepper of the Vancouver Legion was number two. With 21 uh, completions of uh, 28 attempts, uh, 404 for passing yards. Completion was a 75%, and then had four TDs. And what's crazy is one and two were actually playing the same game uh, that week, so that's crazy. Rookie JQ coming through and taking the path of Bryant Dynasty uh, by being number three after week one, having 40 completions of 58, 346 yards with a 68.97% completion rating and had two touchdowns in his first game in his appearance in the simulation football league. Um, we have Jack Wigmore of the, Baltimore, of the Championship Baltimore Vultures uh, with 36 completions, 57 attempts, 324 yards, and one TD. And then finally, Ace Finnick, Lone Star Glory, 30 of 34, great job, was 88.24% in this completion with 313 yards and two touchdowns. So those are your top five passing. Uh, We have top receiving, uh, K.L. Barrett, Mexico City, uh, wide receiver, has 11 uh, catches for 174 yards, two touchdowns, uh, and had 12 targets that game. Uh, Kendra Hall of the Sanctuary, Kendra. Uh, had a phenomenal job that she went ahead and did in her first game and really helped Vancouver look like a strong, strong team this season. Uh, had six catches for 163 yards and then had two TDs as well with eight targets. Chase Earl of the London, uh, sorry, of the Louisiana Revolution uh, had 15 catches for 158 yards and didn't get uh, any touchdowns but did have a strong showing with everything else. Uh Eagle Mondavi of the for some reason, on the website, they have you as the Albuquerque Adams, but we all know from the St. Louis Gladiators has 13 catches of 152 yards and uh, two touchdowns with 15 targets. Um, and finally, lastly, rounding off the group is Brett Killian of the Vancouver Legion, having six catches for 147 yards, one touchdown, and eight targets. So, congratulations to those folks for the top receiving. Uh, top in rushing, we have Jared Willis of the Jacksonville Kings had 24 carries for 251 yards, two touchdowns, uh, rushing touchdowns. That's awesome. BDG Hollywood, who had a phenomenal game as well um, of the Atlanta Swarm, had 24 carries for 237 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, we have Gerard uh, McChesney of the Denver Nightwings having 28 carries for 159 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Robert Johnson of the uh, Los Angeles Likens had uh, 15 carries for 151 yards and one touchdown. We had Keith Swearingen, and these are Russian touchdowns, by the way, of the Charleston Predator, uh, Predators, yeah, uh, with 32 carries, 142 yards, two touchdowns as well, and then and just honorable mention just because He almost made the cut to being on the top 10, but Ezekiel Love of the Portland Fleet had 27 carries for 113 yards, one uh, rushing touchdown. So just want to give him an honorable mention just because, again, he is one of the players we brought in free agency and I think a lot of folks are interested to see how Ezekiel Love does this offseason. Top defensive players, we want to recognize is Buddy Blaze of the Los Angeles Likens. Uh, He had uh, 15 tackles, uh, so really good job there. And out of those tackles, 11 of them were uh, solos. Mark Lopez of the Vancouver Legion uh, had 15 tackles, uh, 12 of those were solos. Jack Brown of the Charleston Predators had 14 tackles, and uh, 11 of those were solos. Jose Fuentes of the Sioux Falls Sparrows had um, 14 tackles, 11 of those were solos, and then uh, Cole Finnegan of the Atlanta Swarm rounds it off with 13 tackles, and 8 of those are solos. So, Not forgetting our special teams members at all, but we have Gabriel Manning of the Tulsa Desperados. At number one, Jacob McCall of the Arizona Scorpions. Andy Hamilton of the Vancouver Legion. Jason Bartley of the Albuquer- Oh, this must be St. Louis again, but not sure, but um, Jason Brantley and then B.E. Robo, my guy from the Revolution, rounding off uh, those folks that were uh, on the top five of the special teams. And then finally, we got our top kickers because kickers matter- Shout out to my man ben, uh, Benjamin Warner, he knows the deal. But we have Shark Tartan of the Baltimore Vultures at 100% six of six. Nico Cappuccino of the San Diego Mavericks 100% five of five. Sammy Steele of the Atlanta Swarm. It was three of three. My man David John of the Portland Feet at, at number five, running us off of three of three. And it was kind of matched. So I, you know, there was a couple people at three of three. So like we said, Sammy Steele, David John. Ethan Sneed and Amanda Moyer. I want to recognize all you folks because it was kind of a tiebreaker between the three. It's not fair to not share, but you all were three or three or 100%. So great job to the kickers that were involved. Then again, amazing job. Week one in the books. We, we're going to put in the past. Week two is right around the corner, guys. So please join us. Watch the games. Uh, shout out to all the broadcasters, broadcasting teams that put in the hours and the time to do research. Shout out to you guys. Um, and it's really amazing job what, what everybody does to get everything together. So with that being said, looks like we have our guest in the building this evening. So without further ado, I do want to introduce the free safety of the Lone Star Glory, Bo Martin Jr. Bo, how are you doing?
2: Hey, Nelson, what's going on, man? It's it's really good to be here. I got to start off with one slight change, and I'm sure this will be something for us to talk about. I am actually not a free safety. I am a cornerback this season. I was a free safety last season.
1: You are 100% right. This is my fault. I think I pulled old previous information, and I do have it here on my notes saying cornerback. Shame on me. I apologize, Bo. (laughs) Thank you for the correction. No worries. Um, I know that will be part of the conversation a little bit, right, Uh, because you made the transition from free safety to cornerback. And then there was a change again of organizations from London to Lone Star. But uh, we can talk, we'll talk about that more later on the show. I do want to thank you for coming on. You know, uh, you are a person who I always see like in and outs of different content streams, right? Dave Axis, um seeing you on Netma on, and then you jumped on the discord channel for ours and inside the league. And you're always somebody who's always around and in a good way. Right. And, I feel like, again, your support for content creators, we need to show some recognition for you because I always see you around and active. And I think that's something that definitely needs to be recognized. And I think Lone Star got a great player and a great person to represent that Lone Star Glory team, uh, who I respect a lot with Dave Axis and the rest. So uh, it's a pleasure having you this evening. Um, Thank you again for making that adjustment. Um, But, you know, before we get, um, you know, how about you share a little bit about yourself and then we'll kind of go from there.
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, thank you for that recognition, man. I I really do appreciate my content creators. Um, You know, you got yourself, Ashley Jackson, uh, Dave Axis. you know, all of you guys, I really look up to you all for, for creating the content. Um, That's actually something which I would like to do at some point in the future. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into that later. When we, once, once you get to know a little bit more about me, you'll find out why. So, uh, but, yeah, shout out to you all for doing what you do. Uh, Coach Craven as well with Coach's Corner. Um, all of you guys are content creators. And there's more, too, that, I, that, that are just escaping my brain right now. But um, you all do so much for the league. The least I can do is tune in and participate. So I try my best to do that because I know that it, I know that we are SFL as a family. And uh, so if, it, if we're going to be a family, we have to be there to support one another. So um, I definitely, definitely appreciate what you guys do
3: for the league. I appreciate it, bro. So, you know,
1: um, if, if that's something you're going to do, I think you're in a perfect spot because Dave has an amazing show that he puts together, right? Like, and you've seen the growth in, on his show, too, going into Twitch and the graphics and everything that's be put on there. now to seeing live views, um, I think you're in a perfect place, to get with somebody who has this kind of uh, ability right now that's kind of um, kind of going forward pushing the content team even more to try to think outside the box um, I think you're in the perfect spot if you ever decide or whenever you do decide to do it um, you have a perfect supporting person who I know for a fact Dave Access would you know be head over heels to help you out to try to get your show off off the ground just like he's done for other um, content creators that, that are in the league now Um, so I'll be excited when I hear you know you got your own show so as as you're doing with me I can be right back with you and show support and appreciation because you're right you know I check out everybody's stuff because they put in the hard work and dedication and ensure that that their their opinions or their viewpoints or however they see this league uh, gets introduced out there and then it kind of allows us to all to partake in something that you know outside of the games you don't really get to partake in um, or you do but maybe it's just through discord and you get to you know if you're at work or at home or doing whatever in between you could go ahead and still get sfl content on the go so i do appreciate that that's your viewpoint of how you see what we do and uh shout out to all those folks that do it but yeah as you were gonna say um, i'm sorry for cutting you off i just wanted to thank you for that
2: absolutely absolutely yeah um so Uh, A little bit about me. So um, my name is Bo Martin. Uh, Bo is uh, a nickname, but I've had the nickname since I was about three years old. And uh, my my first name is actually Matthew, but I go by Bo in most circles. Um, Mm -hmm. And so last name is Martin, and I am a junior. So Bo Martin Jr. is is my actual name. Um, I'm 43 years old, uh, born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, I have spent the last, uh, gosh, 12 years now here in Charlotte, North Carolina, so I'm an East
1: Coaster like yourself. Um, oh man, you're dealing with the cold I, just like me. <laughs> what'd you say? I said you're dealing with the cold just like me because we're all in that that same area right now. That's like the super chill that's happening out here.
2: Yeah, it's it's really weird, man. A lot of people, you know, this is I I usually like I always tell people Charlotte winters normally last about a month, maybe two. So we're right at the beginning of our winter. That's what this is what I usually tell people. Um, and our winter usually lasts like mid, mid, Jan, mid, mid January to mid to late February. So we're, we're, we're in for some cold weather. You know, it's not cold by my hometown standards. If I said, you know, it's 25 degrees here right now. If I try to claim that's cold, that's like a, a nice spring morning, a spring day <laughs> in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I'm from. So, yeah, um, yeah, true that. you know, but, um, so yeah, born and raised there, been in Charlotte the last 12 years. Um, I moved here. I moved here actually for that reason, to get away from the cold weather. I had no other reason to move to North Carolina. Um, no family here in Charlotte at the time. We just we just wanted to move here because it was a very neutral city to be. It wasn't too hot and it doesn't get too cold. Um, and there's very little propensity for natural disaster. So that's how we made yeah. our decision
1: um, well, that's to smart. move
2: here to Charlotte, North Carolina. And, and it's been a wonderful decision. We haven't regretted it since.
1: Well, that's pretty cool. You know, it, um, honestly, that, that's, that's an awesome reason. I think North Carolina is a beautiful state. I visited once um, to visit. I have family in um, Greensboro. Uh, now they're in Raleigh, but they were living at Greensboro at the time. And I say driving through North Carolina, it, it's so green and it's so clean. And yes. everything in between. I didn't mean to make that all rhyme. But uh, and the and the Southern hospitality <laughs> is amazing in North Carolina, like everything hands down. I love it. I told my wife if, if she ever want to retire and to a place that I feel comfortable enough to retire and not have many natural disasters, um, definitely North Carolina would yeah. be the place to go. So I think you guys it, made
2: It's really fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, we I are
2: literally, we are, we are literally three hours, uh, three and a half hours away from the beach. We are about two and a half hours away from the mountains. Um we are very centrally located. We can we can be to the Appalachian Mountains in less than three hours. Uh we can be to Myrtle Beach in just in just over three hours. Um I can be from my house to my friend in Atlanta. I can be there in four hours. Um we're in a really great location and like I said, uh the propensity is low for natural disasters. We're just really we're nestled in a really good place in the country. And I'm really – it sounds like an advertisement for North Carolina, but I really have no other plans to go anywhere else.
1: <laughs> no, like I said, I don't think it's an advertisement, but I enjoy it as much as you do. Um, me being yeah. in Maryland, I, I you're not my, that far. I brought my cheese head with me, though. Yeah, so you're you're a Packer fan, I imagine. I have no beef with Packers fans, as, as you know, hearing Ashley Jackson's show. She does because she's an Atlanta and a Chicago <laughs> fan. I have no problem, yes – my team and your team have seen each other before which is the Washington football team but if you want personal things, it, no the the rivalry with the Packers isn't as high as I hold the rivalry with every single scumbag that's in the NFC East with me um, so <laughs> you're good you're fine over here, they ain't got no problems and I know Cam is a huge cheese head as well so I'm pretty yeah, sure he's over yeah, there he's got good, good taste <laughs> But no, I
2: mean I, you know, that's pretty cool. Fun. Yeah. I was just gonna say, you know, we we didn't do too well last weekend, you know. But I, I, like like I always tell people, man, I'm I'm green and gold till I'm dead and cold. And it, you know, I, would I have loved to win a Super Bowl this year? Absolutely. But um, you know, we're we're always right in the thick of things, and winning championships is tough. As as yeah. we see here in the SFL, winning championships is tough, and it's not for the it's not for the faint of heart. There's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of loss and a lot of failure. And it's a great yeah. lesson to learn here for all our SFL teammates and family members is that winning a championship is hard. You know, you've got 24, 24 teams competing it out. I mean, just giving their, given their all. And at the end there can only be one. So you've got one 24th of a chance to win a championship. And so people need to understand that and trust the process. And I think it would really change the way people looked at these championships and really allow them to appreciate it more.
1: Yeah, I think it's easy for folks to to kind of point sometimes and, and be like, oh, this team, this and that. Um, like your respectable team, right, that you came from, London. A lot of folks like to put people down, and I'm like, you don't know how much work everybody in this league does, right? Every single front Man. office staff, every single owner, every single person. For, so for you to turn around and, and easily point when you're not a coach, you're not anything up there, right, and you're easily making that call – it's not fair, right? If you feel like you can do better then there's so many avenues, the minors one, right? Go into the minors and coach and, and prove yourself and then getting yourself on on a team. And and if you have all that and you, you know, sit down and and, want to critique a team, then of course, by all means, you're showing that you're doing it as well. But I think the challenge of the keyboard warriors out there is really not seeing it from that standpoint of what People do, And and again, opinions are all like people will always have opinions and I respect it. But, you know, when you start bashing people for the hard work they do, that's where it kind of teeters in the line of really understand. But yeah, I I agree with you on that standpoint.
2: Yeah, and and everybody, everybody can't go undefeated, right? It's just not the way that's not how life works. You know there are going to be there are going to be teams that do better than others. That's the good and bad of it all. I mean, if if everybody won every game, nobody would win. Somebody yeah. because in order to in order to win, somebody has to lose. So people don't realize that. And, and you know, and I, I got so much respect for London. Um, you know, I'm not with them anymore. But I mean, you know, we we were two and ten, and I mean, we, it was some of the hardest fought games. Even out of the ten losses we had. Um, I mean, we we literally fought our hardest, and I, and there's so much respect to be gained from not necessarily the win loss column, but just how hard you fight. And and yeah. and I think in London had a, showed a lot of heart last season, you know. And um and I and I I always give shots out to them because I expect them they get better and better every year. And they were even a better team last year by the time the season ended than they were at the beginning. So uh, I I got all the highest expectations uh, for them as well. So
1: yeah and i've seen I've seen conversations be- between you and uh front office staff in London, and you could tell they still all love right and they understand that whatever reason that you decided to leave them to go to Lone Star was no no hate in between and they they completely understood and um supported you and you love to see that when when folks leave your team that they leave on a very good note versus going on a on a bad one 'cause as you can see, some folks left teams and came back and playing with those teams again. So you never want to burn bridges you may have to cross again. So I think that's really great. So kind of, you know, how did you get to London? So what's your whole SFL story? Um, How did you go from, you know, seeing this to London to now Lone Star Glory? All right. So
2: my journey to the SFL is quite the interesting one, Nelson, because um, I came into the league in season 15 and I never actually played an SFLM game. And oh, wow. that is rare because that was the prep, the precursor to season two of the SFLM. But I mm-hmm. never actually played in the SFLM. So um, shout out to Mike the Machine all. Um, he actually is the one who introduced me to the SFL. Uh, Mike oh, wow. and I are high school best friends. I've known Mike for pretty close to, actually, no, it probably is 30 years now. Um, and, um, so we, even though we live in separate States now, we still talk on a regular basis and he contacted me one day and he asked me if I had heard of this new football league where you don't actually play football and you don't actually physically, you don't play a video game either. And I'm like, Mike, what the heck are you talking about? And (laughs) he was like, yeah, it's this really cool simulation type thing where you build a player And, and he started to describe it to me and um i of course had no idea what he was talking about i was like let me see what this is so he gave me the discord and of course i had no idea what discord was and it was like mm-hmm. drinking from a from a fire hose by the time when i when i <laughs> logged on for the first time cuz i had you know i had no idea what discord was yeah. so um you know i tinkered around with it a little bit and, and to be completely honest i didn't take it seriously at first because i'm like this doesn't really make sense this this i don't understand how how can I get into something where I'm not actually playing the game where I'm not actually, you know, how can I get into that? So I I didn't take it serious at first. So um, once I got to see a couple of games and watch what went into, uh, what went into making these games successful, I actually did join a minor league team. I joined up with the Salt Lake city rustlers. Oh, wow. And I, I was, yeah, I was actually on the Salt Lake City, so I got into uh the league into SFLM probably about uh 2 or 3 weeks into the regular season. But it was still probably about um No, I take I take that back. It was right before the playoffs began of the regular season cuz it was about it was about um I'd say Nope, i had it right the first time. I'm sorry. I got, in, I got into the SFLM right as the regular season was starting, but it was about five weeks before the SFLM season was supposed to start. That's what it was. Mm. And so the regular season had just kicked off. I joined uh, Salt Lake City, and, you know, I was in there having a great time building a camaraderie with the wrestlers and, and getting to know everybody in the, in the locker room um, and season, you know, and getting to know everybody in gym chat as well because I'm yeah, I'll talk to anybody. I'll talk to a stranger. I'll talk your ear off if you let me. And um, season, um, you know, just making those connections with people in Gen Chat as well as Gen SFLM. And week four came around, and I got a DM uh, asking me if I had any interest in playing free safety. Now, uh, let's pause for a minute. I need to let you know that I built a linebacker. Okay, um, so you started off
1: my with a linebacker.
2: My, okay. Yes, my original player was a linebacker. That's why, that's why I am a 6'4 free safety. Uh, I was a 6'4 free safety. Now I'm a 6'4 cornerback. I built a linebacker. And um, because of my, I guess, my Discord presence, um, you know, uh, Tanner reached out to me from London and said, hey, would you have any interest in, in coming aboard to London as free safety? And so I weighed my options, you know, because like I said, I had a pretty good Discord uh, persona and I was building. So I was pretty sure I probably would have been a first at latest second round pick, Um, you know, so I had that, you know, to decide because, you know, I was talking to Mike and he was telling me how much fun it is to go through the draft and and all the other things. And, um, you know, and then so I took a look at London and one of the things, and, and this is what I mean about building characters, one of the things that I noticed about London is that London hadn't won a game. And at the time when I was approached, uh, London was 0 in, either 0-3 or 0-4. And um, a, uh, one of the players that they had ended up getting sent back to the minors, and so they were looking to replace him. And so I saw an opportunity to help build a team. And so um, rather than waiting for the draft, I decided to go ahead and join uh, the London Knights. And um, it, was, it, was quite the, the, it was quite the show. Uh, when I first got there, you know, I'll be honest, not a lot of people had respect for London and what we were trying to do. Uh, some some major changes came about in around week five, around in mid week four, where uh, Tanner uh, and a couple other players took over the coaching duties and the, and the coordinator duties.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And immediately, you could start to see the changes taking place. Um, we we lost our week five match, and but we were very competitive in our week five match and you could start to see the change. And uh, week six, we got our first victory. And so um, that's pretty much my journey journey to the SFL. Um, that's how I got uh, on with London without ever playing, actually playing in the minors. And that's what I always tell. I'm, I'm now a scout for the Madison Lynx, and that's what I always tell the, the minors is that even if you don't get drafted, don't lose hope. Don't give up on the SFL because you never know, if your number gets called, you know, as as, to, to come up from the minors, even if just stay, stay positive, uh, stay active because you never know whether or not you'll be called up.
1: That's true. And you know, it's so crazy because your story is very similar to mine, right? I was actually a non-contracted player, but I got put in the minors, right? So as a non-contracted season, my team sold, uh, which is now the Louisiana revolution and, um, I got placed on the minor. Team. I was a linebacker for for uh, you know Annapolis. That's how I met you know Jeff and you know Eric Hammer and uh, Cam and just all these people. Right, Scott Johnson was was playing with me as well. Hugo, it um, just so many people came out of out of Annapolis, right, that were playing with me, and um, it, so I got to get a taste of it, right. And I think the. Miners allow you to see how the sfl is in a rookie standpoint and what i mean by that is there's a lot of people um there you have your own gen chat which i feel is a little bit safer right like as you explained, which i think is a great analogy is uh yes it's, it's like drinking water out of a fire hose right like uh you get bombarded and blasted with so much information in the discord the main one right that it could be a little bit tim- intimidating, so you end up going into the minors and everything else. And I think it it helps you kind of easily get into the league and be able to to run as soon as you're you're brought up into the majors. And I think the other thing that the minor also provided was a kind of like um like a crash course to this league in the easiest way possible. And then you got to meet future future players who are going to end up being you know, stars in the league in the future. And myself, right, when that happened, around that time, Portland ended up getting a team. And then, I, you know, Jacob approached me and said, hey, look, would you like to be my general manager? I said, by all means, I'd love to be your general manager. Um, I had to end up giving up my linebacker player, who I put in a lot of stock in, to restart my new player, the tight end, um, at Copper. But the main thing for me was to be able to build a team, right? Like, I, like a similar situation as you. Mel Davis is actually the person who told me, "Hey, there's this thing that's just like you know GM Madden mode, and it's in real life." And I said, "This is crazy! Like, I can't, I couldn't wrap my head around it." And then I got on Discord. I'd never been on Discord neither. and I was like, "What is Discord? Like, this does what is this do? What is this? What is this on my phone?" And then figuring out that that's how you connect and how you stay connected with the community and everything else. Like, you start working your way in there, but everything kind of works in its own and. My first experience wasn't all that. Like, my first experience almost quit the league. But I'm really glad I stuck through it just because, again, I would never have expected to have a show based on this simulation football league to be able to meet great people as yourself. Because when I first got in here, there was limited great people I had met my first time around. Um, you know, that, again, probably would have changed me to, to drop out of this league. So um, It's really cool. I think your story is, is so unique. And you're right, telling rookies that, like, hey, you never know when your number's going to be called. Or, you know, adjust. Like, hey, you wanted linebacker, but you got a free safety appeared. Like, as long as the values that the team that is in is meets your values, and if it's that important to you, I mean, again, stick it out. But if it's not, and you just want to be part of a great organization or have fun in this league, by all means, listen to what teams say, and you'll never know where you end up being, uh, just like yourself, where now you're, you're with a great team in Lone Star, which uh, – has had a very strong start and a very strong showing last week. So congratulations there.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. We, um, I think Lone Star is on track to do something special and I I really, I'm happy to be a part of it.
1: And you know what? I'm going to tell you, there's some great players there. I mean, Greg, you know, was here last week. Shout out to my man, Greg. Um, you know, Dave Axis is great. I love Ike McBride. I think she's such a beast. I love how she runs. She's so gritty and nasty and, I mean, then all due respect, right? Like, she's just a smash-mouth running back, but she has some finesse to her. And when every time I yeah. see her running, she breaks a run. I'm just, like, so excited. And then you got the Phoenix, right? Um, yeah. And I swear, I don't know how many Phoenix they are, but I feel like there's a million of them, similar to how the Harrells <laughs> were at one time, right? But, um, like I said, you guys have a great core of people, and that's still not me even going to the other side of the ball. With Hugo, um, with, you know, the Bash Bros, Craven, um, you know, saying yourself like I can go on and on with the team that that brings in Lone Star, and again, it's all respect. You know, because I'm cool with with Dave and everybody else. That it's all respect from there, and I'm very excited to see what you guys do. I think your first game, you really made a statement to for folks to make a little bit more, you know, eyes on you. But again, like we'll 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 see how it continues. But I'm very excited to see where you guys go. Before we continue on, though. Um, I do want to know a fun fact about you before we move on to your player on field. Uh, what's a fun fact about you that nobody really knows um, about you?
2: Well, so it's a fun fact. Uh, there are a couple of people that know it, but I'll share it anyways. Um, Ashley uh, just mentioned it in the chat. So perhaps I'll go ahead and answer the question. Um, <laughs> a fun fact about me is I'm actually a working voiceover artist. Um, oh, really? I uh, voice. I voice commercials, narrations, um, uh, video games, uh, commercial IVR uh, phone systems, things of that sort. Um, I've been a I've been a voiceover artist for about ten years now, and um, I love it, man. It is actually um, an amazing job to do. I don't even really consider it work. It's 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 fun for me, and then to top it off, I get paid for it. That's the way I look at it. Um yeah, yeah that's
1: pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool it's a it's yeah done any I, kind I, of uh, I, um, any projects oh, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off I just think it's really awesome because um, I actually was part of a animation we had an animation project where I started working with voice actors and I'm gonna tell you what <laughs> voice actors have to do it, it's not easy like I feel like it's a step harder than being an actual actor right like on screen actors what I mean um, because you know <laughs> You don't you don't have that same type like you have to to sell it, you have to sell exactly what you're reading, and again like you said you, got, you know machines and things of that sort. But you know my respect nonetheless. It's not easy, right? Like it, it's not an easy job, and uh, it's really cool to know that you you're, you're a voice actor. That's pretty cool, and you can do that anywhere. I know because of you know technology nowadays, you can have a gig in California. Just everything, you know, unless they fly you out or something. But you could do everything via the internet. So I think that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Um. In fact, uh, right. It and this worked out in my favor. Right before coronavirus struck, I started building my own studio. So I actually built a studio in my house, which I'm actually sitting right right next to right now. Um. So I am able to record, um, right here from my studio, and I have. Um, a, an application called Source Connect Which allows me to link with people From all over the country um, And they can actually record To their computer from my audio Where I sit uh, Via that Source Connect audio So um, it, it allows me, to, like you said I literally can work anywhere in the world Right here from my house um, I've been able to do uh, my, first, my first nationally televised Commercial is, uh, Was uh, done for U.S. Foods um, in fact, you may have seen the commercial it is on, It's a U.S. Foods commercial uh, Titled uh, We Help You Make It um, If you haven't seen it, you just uh, go to YouTube and you can YouTube U.S. Foods, We Help You Make It And the voice that pops up is mine um, And you'll be able to clearly hear it um, When the commercial starts to play um, I have uh, a fully functioning Website uh, Shout out to bonosvo.com That is my website So if you want to see what Shameless plug there. If you want to see what I do, you can go to bonosvo.com and check me out. Um, I have a YouTube page, uh, Bonos VO uh, on YouTube. You can go there, and you can also listen to everything that I can do there. I display a lot of my work, a lot of the versatility that I have in voiceover. And like I said, some of the stuff, I, I just did it for fun. Like I did a, I did a spot where I did Dr. Claw. Um, and so uh, it, this is just a teaser. If you go to Bonos VO on YouTube, you'll be able to look at it. But I did a spot where I did Doctor Claw and I was like, I'll get you inspector gadgets. And
1: it oh, was wow. really,
2: really cool. <laughs> and <laughs> and, and, back and the childhood the whole, right
1: there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I did the whole I did everything. I I put together the music, the sound effects, the voice, everything. It was all me. Um and I didn't get paid a nickel for it. I wasn't doing it for money. I was doing it to it as a skill display, but also to just show how much I love voiceovers. So um, I had a blast doing it, and um, so that's a fun fact about me, man. And uh, please feel free to check me out, uh, YouTube at BoKnowsVO.com v- Bo, Bo is the website, and YouTube, BoKnowsVO. All
1: right. Send me that information, Bo, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to put that um, in the Discord, um for folks to check out. Um, there is no shameless plug on here. This show is literally created for folks as yourself. Um, the community to come on here, have a voice, share what's going on in your life, not just as a player, but as a person as well. And then to, you know, give you a platform, right? Like, again, we all have different listeners. Ashley, Dave, like we all have different, I, I want to say just different groups, right? Yet at the end of the day, when you hit all of us, you eventually get almost to the whole community. And I think, again, it is uh, amazing th- to know the skill set you bring um you definitely got to use that voice with the sfl but uh i'm gonna tell you man that that was an amazing uh claw right uh just that just reminded me of inspector gadget as a kid and watching it um and everything else gave me chills and uh i'm gonna tell you like honestly like i said before um i was doing a project like that for for uh my boy my boy does uh he does writing he writes books right and he had a project that he wanted to do an animation of. We went into the studio and had to work with a couple of voice actors. And it's not easy. And then these are not even, I think only one out of the six voice actors we actually use actually had some type of experience. The rest didn't. So imagine trying to help folks who never voice acted in their life to try to embody and live these characters. So getting images and, and giving descriptions and backgrounds and then the director there telling them, this being your this, this location in this area and I need you to play that and sell that it just goes uh crazy on on how uh <laughs> and I can see the chat's going crazy right now um but I think this is awesome and like I said I love to give you an opportunity to share this great information that you did today so that's pretty cool so now on to your player, Bob. Yeah, and also,
2: I, I, b- before we, before yeah, we yeah, move before on, we get I want to give you a teaser. I'm not going to tell you any details, but I will say this. Uh, I see Cam Curtis in, in, in the chat there, so I will, a shout-out to Cam Curtis. I will say this. Um, you will be hearing my voice in the SFL very soon, um, and uh, it's already in the works. I'm already working on something, so expect to hear me in the SFL uh, in the next couple weeks.
1: All right, I'm excited to, to hear it, and I'm really happy that you shared that tonight. Uh, hopefully, if anybody was listening who didn't know that, now knows. Um, and like I said, it, it's awesome. Uh, hopefully, if this animation project kicks off the ground, I'll be able to do something. But it's nice to know that I know somebody who's in the voice acting uh, scene that can maybe give me uh, some more information around it. So really awesome. So now... Going into that transition, right? You, you chose a free safety in London. Now you're a cornerback at, at LSG. Did you feel like that would be a position that would help you with those strong attributes that you have, being six four and whatnot? Or were you considering other things? Like, walk me through how you ultimately said, "Hey, I'll be happy to be a cornerback."
2: Um, so it was it was quite the um, it was quite the discussion that I had with uh, Mr. Dave Axis um, because my goal was to go back to being a linebacker. Um, I, like I said, when I built my player, I built a linebacker. It was always, it was always my goal to be a linebacker. So um, when, I, when I departed from uh, London, I departed to go on search to be a linebacker. Um, enter Mr. Dave Axis. And, um, we had several very good discussions. Um, uh, you know, Dave access is a very, a very charming individual. Um, he talked to me about, uh, the potential opening at cornerback and, um, and he pointed out some of the same things that you did about, uh, my size and how a cornerback would be beneficial to, to, to be that size and, uh, how I would, be more involved in the game because when I was in the biggest part of when I was at London is I was the number two free safety. So there were a lot of plays where I, where I wasn't on the field. And Mm. so um, Dave at the time, apparently knew of a, of a coming up of a, an opening to be the number to be a starting uh, cornerback. And so uh, he offered that to me and um, I gave it some thought. It was definitely an opportunity to get more touches um, and then it, which is exactly what I wanted was to be more involved in the game and to be a starting quarterback would definitely get me in the heat of the game. And so, and, and then I looked at, uh, the team, you know, the team was the determining, I uh, probably the winning factor, um, uh, along with Dave and his, in his personality. Um, but, but the team, you know, from, from Gunny to, to Hugo to Greg Soto, you know, to, to Ike McBride, to Charles. I mean, literally, I could just name everybody on the team. Um, all of them are very, very special people. You know, Yogi's another one. Um, I, I could literally go down. I'm not going to do that, but everybody. Um, it, it, all of them are special people. They're all very involved in the league, and they, they um, personify the attitude in which I wish to play. And that is team first, family first, Game will come into game will fall into place. Yeah, and I sh- I probably shouldn't have said that out loud because that's our family secret. And you know, it, it, but you know, I but the, the, the trick is I can say it all day long. If people don't believe it, the they won't buy into it. And of L- Lone Star, Lone Star, Lone Star has a team full of people who have bought into it and honestly believe that we are a family who just so happens to play football together and that is that is what sold me on LSG.
1: Yeah. I think again knowing the man hours we all put in this via from players to front office staff, right? Yeah, you you do consider these folks your family, right? And when your family's not doing so well, you know you want to be there for them and you know when we are doing great, you want to support them as much as they, as anything they do, right? Just like now, like you know, we're all connected through the SF. So your success is my success, right, and putting out the things that you're doing will will eventually pay back. I always believe in when you put something out there in the universe, you get it right back tenfold, and if you put something positive out there, then you'll get that positivity back in tenfold and I learned that the hard way because you know I was a rambunctious and hard headed individual <laughs> growing up, and um uh you know I went through some things that I probably shouldn't have, but somebody put it in perspective and said, "Hey, um, if you put negative out there." Then negativity is gonna hit you back tenfold. But if you give back and give positivity out there, then you'll receive that positivity in tenfold. And uh, shout out to my father who taught me that if you do anything in this world, you do it not to gain anything back. So if I do this, I don't come back and say, Hey Bo, you remember when I got you on the show? And da da da, yeah yeah. Now you gotta give me back? Like no, I do this out the bottom of right. my heart because <laughs> if, it, if, if you intend to do something right and good for people, then you don't, you shouldn't expect anything in return. And it's probably why I'm one of the few men that get along with their father-in-law, but <laughs> uh, my father-in-law knows that that's the type of man that I am, that when he's like, hey, can you help me? If it's in my ability to help, I will always give everything that I can to my family uh, to ensure they're they're okay. And that's the same thing I bring, bring to Portland. So I feel you with the saying, and even though it's a family secret and shh, you know what I'm saying? But real ones recognize that <laughs> and recognize that's honestly how you have to look at it because we're going to spend seasons on top of seasons together we got to look at it as a family so i think that's awesome and i hopefully dave if dave gets mad blame it on me dave if you're listening i'm sorry blame it on me don't blame it on bo uh, it's just the information <laughs> that I'm, I'm able to get at the time so um so did you when you when you did model your player right did you did you model your player after anybody specifically in the original because i know you carried him over and to being a, a free safety. But when you originally were created your player, was there anybody that you modeled him after?
2: Yes. So um, originally my player was 6'4", 250. Um, he, was, he was designed to be uh, souped-up Ray Lewis. Um, oh. Ray Lewis is, is, is probably my all-time favorite linebacker in the history of the league. And um, he's one of the reasons why I wanted to play linebacker. Um, I love his personality. I love his drive. I love his, his, his mental state that allows him to always believe that he can win. And, 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 and his attitude and his, uh, his ability to inspire others is something that I took with me when I came to the SFL. And one of the reasons that um, I became known in the SFL is I, is I used to always, in the SFL-M, when i was uh, with the salt lake city uh rustlers um i would post motivational quotes um and, and and to try to inspire my team to victory um and so ray lewis um was just a really positive influence on his team and you couldn't not want to win when you were with ray lewis he wouldn't accept it and uh, yes. so that's who i attempted to that's who i attempted to model my player after
1: that's a perfect model right like um I was back and forth from Los Angeles to Maryland because of a product of divorce, right? But um, here in Maryland, Ray Lewis got a lot of respect. Now, in the areas that I would be in, we're more of a Washington football fan um, because of the area we're in. We're closer to D.C., but nonetheless, you would still hear so much about Ray Lewis, right? And Ray Lewis was a person who spoke from the heart and was very genuine, and, and you felt that Ray Lewis gave it all on the field, And he was a leader amongst men. Like, he wasn't just a leader. He was a leader amongst men. Baltimore always had a stellar defense, and he just was the cherry on top. And that's a great role model to really represent because Ray Lewis brings the intensity and the nastiness you need on a defense, but has the humility and the humbleness that you rarely find in a superstar like he was. He never lived like a superstar, right? And what I mean is— right. He just never gave you that aspect of like, hey, I don't care, or like, I, my talent carries me. Like, no, he was gritty, nasty, and he was so humble about it that you could not help but being, be a Ray Lewis fan. Even after, you know, his whole situations. I still held Ray Lewis down because I felt like at the end of the day that man is a real genuine man, and you always appreciate that. Plus, he came from the U, which my favorite player of all time, Sean Taylor, came from. And I'm a huge Sean Taylor fan. That is my favorite player of all time, and my connection to him, my affinity and the connection with him is only solely because when I started taking football serious, that's who I looked up to. And he was the first pick in that draft. Um, Then I followed him and he ended up being such a superstar. And I always will remember watching uh, the NFL draft and analysts saying, you can't take a safety that high. That's so stupid. Da-da-da. What is Washington doing? And him coming out and just smashing people in the mouth. And just really creating havoc yeah. at a rookie get in at his rookie season was just amazing. So awesome, awesome uh, to share that Ray Lewis is the inspiration to your player. Now, other than linebacker, and I know you're now safety and cornerback. What other positions did you consider initially being like? Hmm, maybe I could do this or that or whatever the case may be. What were some of those positions?
2: So, okay, so one of the reasons why I, I, I did consider cornerback, and that's one of the reasons why I was able to move to cornerback, I was okay with that decision. Um, but I also considered uh, defensive end. Um, the the pipe dream was, and still, you never know, somewhere down the line, it may be, it may take me a couple of seasons to get there, but the pipe dream was for Mike the Machine, all and I to be defensive end bookends. And oh, wow. so... Um, yeah, that would have been I feel like that would have been a, a force for the league to reckon with. Um so I did consider I did consider that uh when I first entered the league and um like I said you never know. It may it may come it may come to fruition somewhere down the line, but um you know, so I considered defensive end, I considered cornerback, but linebacker was always my number one. Um but I did on the offensive side of the ball, I did contemplate
1: tight end.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Yeah, I was I, I when I had to let go of my player, it was an opportunity for me to restart, and I really sat there and I wanted to do safety. Right, I told you my favorite player of all time is Sean Taylor, and I would love to have represented him on the SFL field. Um, but another player, and I always talk about it, that I had a strong connection to was Tony Gonzalez. Now, Tony Gonzalez was to me, a person I could relate to due to my, you know, my background, right? I'm, I'm Hispanic and everything else. And uh, so seeing a great, you know, football players himself, getting the respect, because again, folks think for some reason, I know the reason, but they think I'm good at soccer. I'm trash at soccer. Don't ever put me on the soccer <laughs> team. You'll be disappointed. But, you know, my brother grew, taught me to, to really more about football. So, Growing up, and I always been like the stocky kid, so they always be like, "Oh, you might as well play the line." But you know, I had good hands, so I I always looked into Tony Gonzalez, and I'm nowhere built like Tony Gonzalez, but um, that was my inspiration around thinking about tight end, and you know, think about it, if you would have did it, Bo, you might have been uh, on that calendar they came out with, uh, with the tight end, you know, but uh, <laughs> maybe one day they'll do a cornerback <laughs> one, um, but you yeah, you yeah, you, you missed a chance to, to be on that. <laughs> You missed maybe, the chance. Maybe, uh, me, and,
2: maybe me, and Gun, me, and, me and Gunny gonna have to get together and start a, cor- a cornerback calendar.
1: <laughs> maybe right? I thought that was such a cool idea. You know, I know we kind of talked like Cam brought it up and it was kind of a joke, but now I, I have that calendar on my laptop, kind of being like a reminder of what date it is, but it's also a way to embrace something that's a inner culture amongst all the SFL community. So it's pretty cool. Now, what has your experience been? in the SFL so far, like overall your experience walk us through it. So folks can understand, you know, your viewpoint of the SFL.
2: It's, it's been a wonderful, overall, it's been a wonderful experience. Um, Like I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a very positive individual. So I choose to um, engage in positivity. Um, And I, and when approached with negativity, I either, I either attack it head on or dismiss it. So um, either either way, it typically doesn't linger, and that's one of the reasons why I've been able to stay positive. Um, so you know, uh, the SFL has been a wonderful experience. Everybody typically gets along for the most part um, in the entire. And in, in, even in I had I've had one negative experience, and even in that negative experience, something positive came out of it. Um, you know, and I'll speak on it briefly just because um, after mm-hmm. our first after our first win, um, I was excited. Um, and, you know, I was excited about our win. And I went out to celebrate in gen chat. And it was responded to negatively by someone. And uh, I don't even think the gentleman's in the league anymore. But um, I can't remember his name. But someone uh, responded negatively. And um, immediately I engaged. And I'm like, hey, buddy, whoever you are, you know, just kind of chill out. We're trying to enjoy our win. This is, we were 0-5 and, and we got our yeah. first victory. We were 0-6, no, we I apologize. And we got our first victory. Um, one of those, zero and five, or zero and six. But either way, we had lost every game, and so yeah. I was trying to celebrate. And this gentleman tried. He tried to. He tried to. You know, pee on our Kool-Aid in our Kool-Aid. Um, and you know, he just kept throwing little jabs or whatever. And so I tried to dismiss it. And then once I couldn't dismiss it anymore, I had to address it. Um, things got a little hot, and. Um, uh, he did eventually you know, come, come to me in, in my uh, DM and apologize, so everything's cool there. Um, but it's because of that I was fortunate enough to have my very first interaction with Ashley Jackson. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ashley, actually, wonderful, wonderful woman that she is. Um, when she saw the interaction going on between he and I, or him and I, um, she actually hit me up and was like, Hey, Bo, you know, I know you're new. Um, you know, I just wanted to let you know, you know, celebrate your win. And actually, uh Ashley was the quarterback that we beat to get our first victory. Um, and she still had the clay. She made
1: sure to put that on this she said London was celebrating their win over the Scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shout out to
2: Ashley. That, yeah. And she had, and she had the class to come to me, even though we were celebrating our victory against her team. She had the class to come to me and try to try to help calm me down and make sure things were cool in that she knew that everything was gonna be okay. And so I have the utmost respect for Ashley for, for doing that for for me as a newbie in the SFL. Um and like I said, something positive came of that. Um I was able to develop a very positive relationship with Ashley and um you know, and so I, I try to keep things positive and um avoid the negative and so my experience in the sfl has been a great one overall i really don't have anything to complain about
1: yeah i think like i remember that situation actually pretty vividly right um and i and the thing is like me and ashley have have conversated before about how people take this league right and and the thing is you have to think of everything around it right it's not just what's happening between you and that person it's also what we see on the outside looking in and if we want to create and keep a growth in this league right you don't want to make it intimidating where just again it's a negative nasty type of environment and gen chat can be like that now the i got some advice that i felt like has always stuck with me is that you have the choice to choose how you you know, intake this product, okay? And I sat there, and I, I've always sat there and talked about it. It was, you know, Johnny Pickwood, so shout out to Johnny for that, right? But it, it showed me that you have ways to take, like, to to take in this information. And if you don't want to it to be through Gen Chat, you don't have to. Just step out of Gen Chat, and you're done. Like, everything that, that happens in there, you don't even know. Like, right now, you and me are talking. Somebody could be talking all the foolishness in Gen Chat right now, and I have no idea because... I am enjoying how I like to consume this product, which is through podcasts and getting to know people. So it's like when he gave me that aspect of it, I was like, man, you know what? I'm I'm such a positive person. I smile all the time. Um, I do have a small, I do, why am I lying? I have a temper, but um, I, I have grown <laughs> to to really change that and understand that it is in my power to change that mentality and don't allow things to get me in that realm where I'm out of that positivity in that, in that space that I'm telling you, man, when you are really happy in life, um, you feel 10 times younger. I'm not an old, older gentleman by any way, shape or form. But what I mean is you just feel like you are youthful. You feel like, like just everything's different in the aspects of it. And you seem to attract better things. And even when things go bad, when you're positive, it seems like they go through a lot calmer, if that makes sense. But at the end of the day, I feel you, Bo, because I'm I'm in the same boat. And um, I think, again, if, if you – I probably would have – I had times where I wanted to react that way, especially how folks, like we talked about before, are easily to point at Portland and, 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 and make fun and, and really try to downplay what we do uh, as a season. But they don't know the insides. They don't know what we do. They don't know any of my players. um, And, and the players that really come together as a family – every every night if we have a a, a sim that we can show everybody together we're all there together watching it enjoying talking with one another it's such an amazing bonding experience people who are quick to create an opinion they'll never see that and it's okay i don't have to appease everybody what i have to understand is i need to work keep my head on the you know keep my head grinding just hands in the in the ground and keep on pursuing what we know what we're going to achieve and do that with the people who do believe in us because like you said right the statement that you shared before with Lone Star if if people honestly believe it then things change and yeah, at the I'm- end of the day it's it just <laughs> don't come to Nelson's job after they close the cause of the service you'll see the temper <laughs> well yeah right like yeah I'm trying to go home just like anybody else so when you try to come through and and act all crazy you know I had to respond back but I just think again the experience that you share and everything else I think it's it's a you need to hear it sometimes because again it's great advice to kind of share and stay positive and, and and help people through these times which right now COVID is ramping up once again didn't think that we'd be here in the same situation again but um at least positivity has helped me go through COVID a lot more smoother than I anticipated so um what do you enjoy most about the SFL? Like out of all these great things, what is the the one thing you enjoy the most um uh, about the simulation football league?
2: The camaraderie?
1: Um
2: I I have made so many connections um and built camaraderie with so many different people. Um I love the diversity. Um I love the fact that I can be friends with an 18-year-old kid or a 65-year-old Marine or Navy or Army veteran. Um, I love the fact that here in the SFL, that doesn't matter. Um, I, I, I love the fact that the the only thing that matters is um, we are all um, gathered together to enjoy something at one singular thing. Even if we disagree on many other things, um, we are able to get together and enjoy what we enjoy. And that's huge because if more people took on that attitude, um, we could potentially solve, the, solve a lot of problems in this world In um, just understanding that we don't have to agree on everything. We just have to agree on something. And so um, that's one of the things I enjoy most about uh, the SFL. Um, I'm a softball player. And last season, um, when I first came into contact with the SFL, uh, my softball season had just got canceled. So I was so down. I didn't know what I was going to do for sports. I needed some way. I wanted to be active in some way, right? And I didn't really know where I was going to find that release. And so uh, SFL came along, and it provided me with something that I didn't even know I would like. Um, yeah. And so that, you know, it, it, it gave me, it, it helped to fill the void that I felt by not being able to play softball and and not being able to play flag football, it helped me fill the void that was missing. And so um, I enjoy that most is because it means more to me than I ever thought it would.
1: Yeah, and I think it's something that keeps you still in sports, especially you being in two pretty physical and teamwork-built sports, right? Um, I think it does give you a good release and a good way to kind of share that when we have to be cooped into the homes. Now, what has been your best SFL memory thus far um, going through now, what your your almost third season, right? I guess it would you would consider it third, but we can say second since you know. London. No, uh,
2: no. This would this would technically be my, the beginning of my second season because I I I was a season fifteen. Um, I came I came along in in week five of season fifteen. Ah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. This will yeah, be yeah. my
2: this would be my first full season in the SFL.
1: Um, so,
2: what has been the best far, memory so far?
1: Yeah between all those then what has been the best memory so far because i I feel like you've been part of some pretty good organizations and salt lake shout out to salt lake Rustlers because i love calling their games and a lot of their players were so exciting and and, and very excited and happy about the league that i got to meet a lot of great people through and some of them got drafted but um you know what has been that best memory through all those experiences
2: um the best memory so far and and i got to I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to um, preface this by saying um, my best memory will be replaced as soon as I get my first interception. <laughs> but um, the best memory so far, I would say, is when I joined the uh, Lone Star Locking locker room. It was like a party. Um, and, you know, I got in there and I, I interacted with the guys and, and, and girl in the locker room, and it was like a party. It, it, was, like, it was like I came home. You know what I mean? And uh, so it was like I was away for a while and came home. They welcomed me like I had been, you know, part of the team the entire time. And that was awesome for me. Um, so that would be my, my best. That would be my best. And that would, will always have a special place in my heart. Um, you know, but like I said, I I am waiting to get my – I have yet to get an interception in the SFL. Um, and so that is going to be my – highlight when I get my first hopefully I'll get one this season this um this game this weekend rather so um you know if the if the Carolina Skyhawk quarterback is willing to play along hopefully he'll let me get one off of him and if he's really nice you know maybe the offense will let me take it to the house but um (laughs) for now uh, (laughs) um for now my my best uh, memory would be my first day in the Lone Star locker room
1: that's awesome. And that's awesome to know that that's something recent as well. I don't know if my boy Xander Gold will be that way. I know he didn't have the strongest start, but that's my boy from day one just because he has been somebody who brought me into this league and, um, in the sense of giving me an opportunity with, with the New Orleans Pharaoh. So I got to show him appreciation. Um, how was your uh, experience in free agency? I know, um, you know, that can be quite tasking as a person, right? Because you got to get adjusted to being your own free agent. Um like you being your own agent, right? Um, but how was that experience for you? Right?
2: It was an amazing experience. Um, I'll be honest it, it for me and and everybody's experiences are different. Um, it was quite overwhelming, and um, I say that not in a bad way, but in a good way. And it just shows that if you if you really take care of who you are as a person, even in the SFL, and this is again important for people to realize who, for the rookies coming into the league, um, even in the SFL, it's important to take care of who you are as a person and guard your personality. Because when I hit free agency, I didn't have to worry about whether or not teams would want me. Um, I had teams literally hitting me up before the season, before, the, um, before uh, after, like, the regular season was over, and whoever didn't make the playoffs, when they were, when they were trying to seal up their teams for the following season, They were like, hey, um, you know, if you want, you know, they were hitting me up trying to see if I'd be interested. I didn't have to worry about um, whether or not teams wanted me because teams already knew that I was a team player. Teams already knew that I was a positive person. Teams already knew that I'd be a good locker room player. And so um, I say that to say my free agent experience was amazing. I had probably nine or ten teams in all contact me about coming to their particular team. And I, all of them all of them. Every single one of them had a shot. Every single one of them. And because I you know, I literally listened to them, I, I and I had so much respect for the league, records were out the window. I could care less about what people what people's records were the season before. I don't care if you were two and ten like um like like London and and, and Portland was, or if you only lost one game. It didn't matter to me. So um, you know, but I didn't have to worry about that. And so my, my free agency experience was amazing. I literally had to agonize on how to narrow it, narrow it down to the final six, the final four, the final two, and then to make my final decision. So, um, you know, it, it was a great decision. Like I said, it was a great time for me. It was a busy time, but um, I, I'm, I'm totally satisfied with the decision I uh, made there's only there's only one other team which will remain nameless but there's only one that top two was a really really difficult decision um but um and and i'll let i'll let the owners and coaches uh fight over who was the top two because i ain't gonna say it but but, um yeah so uh it was it was a great time for me i really
1: enjoyed it yeah no and and that's awesome to really hear and like i said it's it's such a adjustment for people to do but that talks about branding which uh, is one reason why I respect Cam Curtis so much you know we had a uh, he jumped on the show one time and we, we really spoke about branding a lot and I felt like that was such a huge thing that folks forget about um, and that just shows that your brand was very strong for folks to say hey come join my team um, and help us in any way shape or form so like I said that's that's pretty awesome from there now what advice do you have for rookie free agents? Since you were just in and were able to be with such a great team like Lone Star, uh, what advice do you have for uh, rookies or free agents going into the future?
2: Um, Well, I kind of dropped a few nuggets already as far as for the rookies, but I'll I'll reiterate, um, you know, be involved in the game. Um, Be a part of the game. Um, You know, embrace, embrace what the SFL is all about. Um, the SFL is bigger than wins and losses. Um, Understand that the SFL is more than, you know, more than what your record reflects. Because at the end of the day, you are basically a simulated player. Um, You don't get to go out there and play the game. But what you can control is you can control who you are as a person. And so I, I always put a big emphasis on controlling what you can control. So my advice to the rookies would be stay positive. Um, keep an open mind. Um, don't be the negative person who complains when you lose or the negative person who, who gets that negative stigma as someone who is a virus or someone who detracts from the league because people talk. Um, yeah. you know, and that's another advice I would give to rookies is that don't think just because we're on Discord that people don't talk. Um, if you are a negative person, your name gets around. And just like in the NFL, just like in the NFL, you know, I could use, I could use Terrell Owens as a prime example of wonderful talent with a bad image and nobody wanted to sign him. And so, um, you know, I say all that to say, keep that in mind, um, you know, stay positive. um, Don't be a a, a detractor from the SFL and um, you'll go far. This is a league where everybody can win. Maybe you don't win today. But everybody can win. If you stick around long enough, you can and will win. Um, you know, you're guaranteed. You're, you're guaranteed to, to get better. I mean, where else can you go as a, as a, in, in a regular sport where you are literally guaranteed to get better every week? You are guaranteed to get better every week.
0: Yeah, it, you're it, right. It doesn't
2: happen, any, you know?
0: Yeah. And you so, don't find um, that everywhere,
2: yeah. You don't find that. And, and not only that, every season you will end as a better player than what you started as long as you stick and stay. And so my advice will be to them um, to stay calm, stay positive, and, and, and continue the process and embrace the process, even if the process is losing. If that's what you got to do to learn the SFL, figure out what you can do, figure out where your niche is, whether you want to be a coach, whether you want to be a, an owner, a GM, whether you want to be a, um, a broadcaster. There's so many different things you can do. Um, figure out your lane, even, even if you're losing, and um, you'll, you'll, you'll go far.
1: Yeah, those those are great words of advice honestly and I think even re- taking it in this league and outside this league I think those advice can go miles for anything you needed to go so I think that's awesome to share that bo and then um talking about kind of goals what uh what goals do you want to accomplish uh in this league
2: So um as I said before there there are some things coming down the pike uh with esports um and cam curtis so you'll hear you'll hear my voice um i don't necessarily know that i'm built for um ownership so i don't i I don't know if i won't rule it out of course i won't rule anything out um i don't know if i'm built for ownership at this time um but what i will say is i definitely do have a desire to get into perhaps broadcasting um i'd love to call a couple of games see how it feels and um, you know, and just and, and just try my try my try my uh you know try myself there and see how I do, um and, and continue to progress my player and it, my main goal here, uh, Nelson. I'm just having fun, dude. You know, I'm having fun. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I'm 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 quarantining at home. I don't have anywhere else to go. The highlight of my weeks are you know on the nights in which there is either a podcast or on the nights in which there's either a, or the days where there's a game. So right now the SFL is carrying me right now um, as far as, you know, how much what I do and the fun that I have. So uh, my goal is just to keep having fun, to keep enjoying uh, the SFL, you know, and like I said, if I if I can get into broadcasting, fantastic, um, uh, you know, but I'm going to do what I can when I can do it and just to have fun and keep having fun because the minute this isn't fun anymore, then I have to ask myself why I'm doing it. Yeah, and so of course. my goal is, is, my goal is to keep having fun. And as long as I'm having fun, that's
1: all that matters. That's that's the truth to it. And, you know, one day, hey, just hit on Mike Dags, right? I never thought I'd be a broadcaster. And the work that gets to be put in is, is, a, is, is fun. At the same time, you know, it's, it's homework. But at the end of the day, when you can put it out there for the folks who put in everything in this league, you know, it's awesome. So shout out, you know, shout out to Mike Daggs. I would say, reach out to him and and have it happen. Just like I've been trying to get Ashley Jackson to be a broadcaster, but she always just tells me one day, one day, one day, hopefully (laughs) that one day is soon. Ashley, you're on here. So you heard me. So I know I will hear a response. (laughs) So, you know, before we get to the last, she'll,
2: she'll, she'll be, she'll be great at it. You know, maybe, maybe, Maybe we need to work on it together so I can get better and she can get better. And shoot, who knows? Maybe Ashley, and I'll put this out here, maybe Ashley and I can do it together. How about that?
0: Exactly, Um, right. You know,
2: know, everybody has their broadcast. Everybody has a broadcast partner. I'm going to just go ahead and claim Ashley right now. Ashley's going to be my broadcast partner so we can do it together. How about that?
1: There you go, confirmed. On the show tonight, we're going to have a team (laughs) of Ashley and Bo, you know. Um, But, no, I I say do it, guys, because it is – and uh to to quote Tyler right, Tyler was told me "No, doesn't don't nobody know that you messed up, so don't have don't dwell on it, have fun, and you know just enjoy the process and everything and learn from it. So I think it'll be awesome when you guys decide to do it. you know you guys have a great support system um with myself, Tyler, and like I said, Mike Daggs and everybody else who's involved, man, just amazing folks nonetheless now, since you've been in the league, what have you learned while being in this league um
2: I learned discord (laughs) and I know that sounds simple, (laughs) but uh, again, um, I had no idea what discord even was. So that's, that was huge. Um, That, you know, I learned that there, I learned that I'm able to love something. Like I don't consider myself a big gamer at all. I, in fact, I don't consider myself a gamer at all. Um, Prior to me coming into the SFL, my Xbox 360 sat in my garage for 10 years, um, and I had not touched a video game for 10 years. Um, j- there just really wasn't a place for it for me, you know? And so um, I when I joined the SFL, I literally went and dug my Xbox out of the garage, dusted it off, and I was <laughs> so surprised it actually still worked. Um, and so then I had to go – I just wanted to – then I had to go buy the game just so I could see – what you know all pro 2k8 was all about um so you know it it just it I, the fact that i can fall in love with something and 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 you know literally not know that i would like it like if you would have if you would have pitched this to me i'd be like yeah i ain't gonna like that you know but because i take the attitude that you always try something first before you say you're not gonna like it and you know and you know it's funny i hear people say all the time oh People from other leagues, you know, oh, uh, I'm not paying to play in a football league. I'm not paying it. You know, and first of all, let's be honest, it's like $3 or $4 a month. If that's a life-changing decision for you, you're right. Don't play SFL. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's like $3 or $4 a month. It, it, so, um, it, second of all, I've been in some of the other, other football leagues. You can literally see and taste the quality difference. Um, you know, and SFL, the simulation football league is so far ahead of any other football league that it literally shuts down free leagues. Yeah. There are free leagues that cannot compete with SFL, which is a paid league.
0: Yeah. And,
2: and so, um, you know, I, I've learned that the value of. Um, you know, the value of getting what you pay for, even though we don't pay a lot, the fact that we pay something allows this league to do things that no other league can, you know? And yep. so uh, shout out to, 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 to Cam Irvine for, for putting that together and, and, and being the visionary that he is to, to put this whole thing together, because he's built something that literally could go on for years. Um, and, and is not even close to, to being what it could be as of yet. It's already great but I am so excited to be a part of this thing before it blows up.
1: Yeah, so, I think that's the um,
2: that, exciting that, part. That's, that's yeah. what I've learned.
1: Yeah, that that's that's the exciting part, right? Like, this this league has already gone years, right? Like, you would think at this point it would it would start fizzling, and it doesn't. It just constantly grows, 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 because it, it's the community, the people behind it, the people that put everything together, from Cam to the broadcast to the stat team. Just... Everybody and then the community in the Twitches and the in the in the for the fans and all the other stuff that they're in, engaging like that's what honestly makes this league great and uh I think you bring up a great point There's, it, the league still has a lot to grow and that's probably the most exciting part you could be here another ten years and it's going to be as exciting as your first year in the league so that's pretty awesome so Bo before. I you know before I let you go, I'm gonna roll out the red carpet. The floor is yours. You got cameras all over, man. Share your last thoughts. Plug in wherever you want to plug in. The floor is yours.
2: I appreciate it, man. So first off, um, shout out to you, Nelson, for this platform. Um, I said it at the outset, but I really appreciate what you do and what all the other uh, podcasters and, and, and shows do. Um, what I want to say is kind of just to re- reiterate what I said earlier. Um, You know, the SFL is a safe place. It needs to always remain a safe place. Um, This is a place of positivity where even in defeat, we are gracious. Um, You know, there's, this is a competition, right? We're not, we're not children. So let's, let's keep it real. We're in this thing to win. Nobody, nobody loves to lose. This isn't, you know, something where everybody gets participation trophies and, you know, we go get uh, orange slices and juice boxes when we're done. We're not children. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I, you know, I, I appreciate that we are able to have banter with each other, right? We are able to, you know, we are able to talk a little trash as long as we keep it respectful. We are able to have fun with each other. Um, but what I'd like to say is most importantly, let's agree here as an SFL crew and as an SFL family that um, we don't have to agree on everything. We don't. Um, just like in your, in your own family circle, you don't have to agree on everything, but yet you're still able to be family with that person. In the yep. SFL, we don't have to all agree, but we all have something to offer. We all bring something to the table. Um, and, and as long as we realize that, um, you know, uh, the SFL is a wonderful place where we all can come and have fun. So um, I just want to encourage that. I want to encourage anybody who's not a part of the SFL, uh, that you may know, tell your friends, tell your family. The same way that uh, Mike the Machine all told me, he brought me in, and I appreciate him greatly for it. Um, you know, I've in turn brought my nephew into the league. He now is uh, starting linebacker with the Jacksonville Kings, and uh, oh, right. and so it it, it, it re- Oh, I, I I don't know if we if we talked we didn't have time to talk about that. But yes, uh, <laughs> Jay Mart is actually in the league, and uh, he is one of the one of the new rookies to get drafted um this past season so he's one of the season 16 season 16 linebackers in the for the jacksonville kings
1: oh nice shout out to Mart. i think and, he played uh, for annapolis as well so uh if i'm correct right i think he played for annapolis
2: yeah yeah he did yeah, yeah he so played he's, for he's an alumni he's a so. brother of
1: mine so shout out to to Mart with that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that, i mean like yeah, i said so i, I got, think i got a yeah. little
2: bit i'm i'm not quite the phoenix level but i got a little bit of family here
1: Yeah, I can see. Well, look, it's appreciated nonetheless. (laughs) I think what you're saying is 100% true. And, you know, if you're hearing this, come join our league, right? If you want to join us, you can join us on the Discord, SimulationFL, or visit us on SimulationFL.net. Get connected with the community and everything else and get yourself connected with Bo. Bo, before you go, uh, do you want to go ahead and share your Discord name if any rookies or potential fans or anything want to reach out to you?
2: Yeah, I, and I'm I'm so glad you mentioned that because I completely forgot. Listen, if anybody needs somebody to talk to, somebody to reach out with with help in the, in, in getting into the league or help on building your character, help on um, getting yourself noticed in the league, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Uh, my Discord name is bodacious one um, six five nine. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, I'll do everything. I will impart you with all the knowledge and wisdom that everyone else has imparted me with. Um, and anything else that I've learned along the way as well, um, you know, uh, and, and, and uh, never take for granted that we're a family. And even, you know, what, let's, let's, uh, as I go, I want to make this bigger than the SFL, because um, I remember there was a gentleman who, um, who was really struggling in the SFL. He was struggling in his personal life, and he reached out to me. And, of course, he'll remain nameless, but he reached out to me uh, because he was struggling in his personal life, and he needed somebody to talk to. And, I'm all ears, or in this case, I'm all keyboard. I guess whatever, you, whatever you would call it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm all I'm all I'm all ears. Like if you want to if you want to type me a DM or whatever and let me know that, you know what you're going through, I'll advise you in any way that I can. You know, I've I, I my my uh my moniker is Bo Nose, right? So um I, cons- I consider myself you know to to be able to give advice, but more importantly than that, what I provide is a great ear to listen. And, um, you know, I understand that we were blessed with two ears and one mouth, so I try to use that and listen twice as much as I speak, and that allows me to impart whatever wisdom that I've received to others, and it's all a blessing and a gift to me, and so I give that freely because it was given to me freely. So anybody who needs that, please feel free to reach out, and I'll be more than happy to, to, to help and be there for you, whether it's SFL related or any other way.
1: Well, I appreciate shout that. Shout out Bo. to LSG.
2: I love y'all.
1: <laughs> I think everybody loves, like, to to hear that. I think that's what really makes this community special. So, again, thank you so much for being on with me. I do appreciate it. I hope you do get your first interception, and if so, I hope I'm calling that game so I can share that, that excitement with you, all right? So you have a wonderful night. Thank you again for joining it. me, and we'll talk, okay?
2: All right. Take care, man. Appreciate you.
1: You too. All right, so shout outs to Bo. Martin Jr. Right, going over to Lone Star and taking the time to sharing that with us tonight and, and giving a little bit of piece of positivity um, this evening, which we all kind of need in these in these times. I do want to introduce my next guest, and I have to do it in true Portland fashion: blow the whistle, get my man who was here patiently waiting. I appreciate you, Gary the Beast, Bernie. Gary, how are you doing? All right, how
4: you doing, Nelson?
1: I'm good. Did you did you uh, Enjoy yourself golfing today?
4: Yeah, well, we we didn't get to play. I didn't get in till uh, well, I got in this morning sometime. But by the time we got picked up at the airport and got to the condos and stuff, it, it was actually they had a cold front come in yesterday, so it was only like about 50 degrees here. But it had a real strong wind. Wind chill factor was about 40. So I said, you know, let's just wait till tomorrow. We'll 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 go out tomorrow. So I didn't get to didn't get to do any golfing today.
1: Oh man, see that's why I was like, let me push it back, let my man Bernie get yeah, get a little bit of golfing, <laughs> uh, and then well, you know, you
4: know. <laughs> I'm here for I'm here for five days, so you know I got plenty of time to uh, get get some golf. I got five more days to golf, so. Oh
1: well, you're gonna enjoy yourself, man. It sucks that you have to deal with the cold like I'm dealing with over here in Maryland but at least you're, you're, you're being a trooper and everything else, just like you are and everything else, so I appreciate you being here, we, we tried last, what was it, last week or two weeks ago to make this happen, some things came up, but I'm, I'm really happy to finally get you on here, I always talk about well, great. the story, well, be here. yeah, you know, you and, and, you and the other Gary, right, Gary Clem, Gary Squared, um, you guys have been <laughs> such an amazing duo to come in here and, um, really happy to have you. I always talk about the story, right? Because <laughs> when, when I first um, scouted, you, <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, I, was, like, I
3: think I was a bot. <laughs> <it.">
1: <laughs> yes, I, I was like, this guy is killing it, right? I'm like, I gotta talk to him. So then, you know, I reach out to you, I don't hear nothing back. So then I started trying to reach out to different folks, right? I, I think Roscoe was on your team at that time. And I reached out to Robert Gary Jr. And I said, hey, you know, can you guys tell me anything about this guy? And they're like, well, we thought he was a generic player. We didn't think he was a real person. He doesn't really talk and da-da-da. So I'm over here like, man, somebody's playing with me. And at that time was the – somebody had gotten caught having like four or five different players in the minors. Uh, They had like all these offensive linemen and things of that sort. So – I'm sitting here like, man, I just caught another fake account. This guy's killing it. I can't even have him on my team because he's not real. And then you hit me up, and I'm not going to lie to you, Gary Ray. I was skeptical at first. I was like, this guy's not real. He's just playing me. He saw that I was investigating and probably now trying to reach out. But long story short, I'm so happy to have you. I'm glad I I, I deep dive and try to find you because you have been such a, a great person on and off the field. You brought us, you know, you, intro, you know, I don't even want to say introduced. You just got us in, into the right place with Clem to get to meet him and everything else. And you guys are such a dynamic duo, not just on the field and in Portland, but off the field as well, being really great friends. I just felt like it was such a great thing. But I always laugh about it because I'm like, man, if imagine if I would have went with how I felt, Gary, I would not have had you on my team. And you've had such a stellar start so far uh, in your first game against St. Louis um you're I think you're like was 11th overall or something that sort right now
4: in sacks so really good job I I didn't look I I didn't know I had two and a half on that first game I think I had two and a half sacks
1: yeah that's what I'm saying so you you're coming through with how I saw in the minors and I'm so excited to see your growth and I know you having your partner behind you as well backing your you know backing you up as well is really awesome but you know let's get started let's let's talk a little bit about yourself who is Gary Burney
4: well Gary bernie's a uh a recently retired guy, <laughs>
1: congratulations uh, again we're retail warriors thank you. together
4: so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in the retail end of it, and uh I wasn't all my life, but the last six years I've been in retail and and uh didn't really like it. I mean retail really wasn't for me, I'd never done it before, but you know the last six years I've been in retail management, and it's uh I don't wish that on anybody uh <laughs> I mean it's you know <laughs> it's tough. I, mean, I work it's for tough. a great company, i work for a great company okay, but they were i i i don't wish retail especially management on anybody only because I was not used to working you know all those different hours uh you know i you know i you don't have any sleep pattern in your life because mm-hmm. you know one day you might be working you know uh seven in the morning until four in the afternoon and the next day you might be working two in the afternoon till you know twelve o'clock at night, and you know so you, you there's no sleep pattern in your life when you work retail, especially yeah. if you're in management, which you obviously know. So yeah, you you know uh, you and me
1: connect that way because it's yeah. one of the most challenging things, and I feel like it's somewhat of a, a a revolving door in a sense too, because it's retail and you deal with a lot of different age groups and everything else, and then
4: oh, right. sometimes Absolutely. there can be
1: some yeah. very difficult customers as well that sometimes make you be like look i'm this yeah. is my job i'm not trying to make your life difficult please don't try to make mine but some folks think because you're the manager right. you could you know levitate you know and, and raise the dead just because you have that manager title on your thing so I, I feel you on that right so
0: right. um but
1: yeah so so you know, And then and, and that's how you also met Gary Clem, right? Was through Lowe's? Yeah, I met, or you met you
4: Gary Lowe's Clem, actually. When I started when I started working there, he was already a, a person there. And we we just had a lot in common, uh, besides both of us having the same name. You know, our birthdays are like a day apart from each other. And we just found out we had a lot in common, and we liked a lot of things. As a matter of fact, Gary Clem is the one who introduced me to the SFL. And, yeah. uh, you know, Bob came, came to my house one day, and we were talking, and he said... You know, I found this thing on the Internet called the SFL, and I said, what is that? And he said, oh, it's a, like a simulated thing. He said, I just ran across it, and he said, uh, I, I just joined it like two days ago, and you ought to join. And he was telling me about it, and I said, oh, okay, yeah, I'll join. And we were going to try and get on the same, actually, minor league team. and uh, But, you know, that was to no avail. Uh, back then, you really didn't have a choice. And actually, when I signed up, there was – I, he signed up a lot earlier than me, so he got to pick what he wanted to be. I, I signed up to where there was only like maybe three positions left, you know, yeah. to choose from. And uh, that's how I ended up being a defensive tackle, which I would have never, ever thought of doing, you know, originally. But actually, I'm loving it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, it, it, it's something that fits the demeanor right you and 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 gary have this demeanor of like that old school defense and i love it right It's that nasty like you 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 know what i'm gonna smash into you and if i if i lose a tooth it's okay i'm gonna just spit it out and hit you again right like it's that traditional football that i grew up with um you know before the league decided to have all these rules which i understand why right because again player safety is really huge but you just remember those guys who were so grueling on the field and put everything out there. I feel like you and Gary Clem are, are very similar in that mindset. Um, but then you get into, to um, Boise, right. And uh, you were one of the few mud dogs to actually be a mud dog. Right. Cause that, that, uh, that um, organization is no longer in the league. Right. But um, you know, so you go there and then how did that, that go from there to now, Boise to being drafted by Portland.
4: Well, I, you know, I guess because I uh, ended up, and I have no idea why. Because at, at that particular time, the only thing, you know, as, as Bo was saying earlier, and I didn't jump on until just a little bit ago, but Bo did mention about the Discord, and you know me in the Discord. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, when, I, when do I know. When I first joined the SFL, yeah, I had no idea what I was. The reason you never heard from me, and the reason you thought I was a bot is because I didn't even know what that Discord did. I didn't know I was supposed to go in these, <laughs> these locker rooms and talk. I didn't even know how to do that. The only yeah. thing I knew how to do, the only thing I knew how to do was go in there and sign in and say, "Hey, I'm here because back then you didn't have to put in progression numbers in in the minor leagues. You just had to go in and and type your name in." Yeah. And so I, I did that once a week, and I, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Nobody told me that there was locker rooms I could talk in and that I should go to these locker rooms and talk. That's why nobody ever heard of me or you didn't. You thought I was a bot because I didn't <laughs> know I was supposed to do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I know, and that's what we had know.
1: to learn, right? We learned that together, right. and we and, were able to, luckily,
4: you know. And luckily, and, and pro- as far as the progression, you know, at the beginning, when you sign up, you're supposed to give yourself all these different points. I didn't even – I didn't even comprehend that. I, I tried to do it. Some of it didn't work. So when I called uh, the, whoever the guy was I was talking to when I signed up to play, I said, look, I tried to put them points in there, you know, of my guy, and it's not let me. He said, I'll just do it for you. And I said, okay. So <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that I had all those sacks in the minor leagues, it was just out of pure luck because this guy obviously set my progression up pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> because I think I think when you when you talked to me for the first time, you asked me, "Well, how did you do your progression?" I think I told you I didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you did. You're like I didn't even have nothing to do with this. Somebody else did. And you know what? I'm not even gonna lie.
4: At first, I was like, "This is
1: very fishy." What do you mean you don't know what you did? You know. But at the end of the day, now getting to know you, annoying. You know, again, it's okay not being like I. I, I even said that to Bo. I didn't even know how to use Discord either, so don't even feel bad because. I literally was like, what? What is this? Why is it popping off? Why do I get all these messages? How do I mute this thing? You know, so.
3: It, it, right, it, right. It's, yeah. The yeah. same
1: way as you, the same way as me. But luck for luck having it and me being very um, uh, persistent, because I was like, I got to get to the bottom. Of this. Whether he's real or not, I got to get to the bottom of this, because if he is real, he's talented as hell. And if he's not, um, then at least I helped the league out with finding, you know, snuffing out a fake account or whatever the case may be. But I always believe in everything happens for a reason, and we were able to get you with all the needs we needed. We were able to get you, and you and, and VP right now are the one-two punch um, that you're starting to see that effect um, from that last game. And I'm very excited to see how you guys do in the future. Now, right, yeah. uh, before we we continue on, I just want to know. What's a fun fact about you that you can share with everybody? I have a feeling it's one that you shared to me recently, which I share with the rest of the front office and everybody was surprised. If that's not the case, I won't say anything. But what's a fun fact about you that you would like to share with all the viewers this evening?
4: Gee, I'm trying to, trying to think of what I told you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to let you think whatever yeah. you want to say to this question. Well, because I do a lot of fun things. Um, well, what's a fun fact that maybe you know, somebody I, doesn't know about you? Oh, uh, that uh, I originally, um, I uh, I originally was going to be an actor and then I do a lot of acting on the side. I do a lot of shows and, and stuff like that. You know, that's one of, that's my sideline. That's what I, that's what I enjoy is the stage. I do a lot of stage work and, uh, you know, I've been in some movies and extras on TV and stuff for, you know, years ago and. Because I was going to be an actor, but I never ever really pursued it. And, uh, what? That's crazy. So, that's what's up. Yeah. I didn't
1: know. I had. I didn't know. Yeah. See, with Shard over here telling me he's the, he's Vin Diesel in the streets, and you telling me you were uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio of the day. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's so interesting to get to know each and every one of you guys, and that's so awesome. That wasn't the fun fact I thought you were going to say. You shared with something with me before, but I don't want to share it now just well, because you know. Of you don't other want things. To share it. Yeah, because things, yeah i You told me on the well, DM, I, oh,
4: and I do, huh?
1: You told me on the direct message. That's why I was like, maybe that's not the case. You know, I don't. I don't like to put people's business out there unless they want to share it. So, oh. um, <laughs>
4: well, I mean, well, you know, the thing is, there's a lot of fun. I like to do a lot of fun things. So, yeah. you
1: know,
4: you are uh, a very active I, person. I, I, I won't lie to you that it, you are a very active. Yeah, person. I keep I keep pretty busy, and that's why I wasn't on. Uh, well, I really didn't know how to work it, but, you know, that's another reason why I wasn't on there a lot. And and I don't particularly feel like right now, you know, I get an hour – I don't get on um, – and I don't know if I should or not, if I should be, because, you know, some people say, well, I never heard of this guy, da-da-da. You know, I really only chat in our locker room. I don't I, – I never get on general chat. Uh, I don't know. I just don't – Um, you know, if I got stuff to chat about, I want to chat about it with my teammates. You yeah know? of course and, and 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 the stuff i have to say is really geared towards my teammates yeah of course you don't even see me anything. on gen not chat
1: to... you know <laughs> i try to stay away from gen Chat yeah. as much as possible unless you know it needs to happen but you know i'd rather go in the locker room and speak with you guys because a lot of times we're all on the same level and the passion that we all have for the fleet is is unmatched by any i feel like you know uh, just that's just a, a biased opinion to me right but um, you're right, right? Like, we talked about using uh, this this league whatever way you see fit, and I think you and me see fit on, on staying within the locker room because, yeah, people... Everything we kind of talk about is more geared toward our team than it is to
4: the league. Right.
1: So, what, what attracts you It oh, amazes
4: me, too, because yeah. I, I sometimes no, see guys on there. I mm-hmm. just, the basic thing to me, though, is I see some guys on there that... Um, i mean they can they they be on there like seems like all day sometimes <laughs> and, you know and they're in there constantly and they and i think myself well do do they work do they, do they have a job <laughs> because how can you stay on there and it, and make and some of them i know actually do have a job but boy yeah. they can stay on that thing like all day and i you know i just can't do that i got too much going on and even though i retired i still got too much you know, I got other things I got to get done. I got, you know, I got to work around the house. I got to fix things. I got to do things, and and uh, so I get on there when I can. And you know, and I, I wish I could get on more, and and uh, and I probably should get on more than I do. But I try this year. I'm trying to be a little bit more since I just retired. Now I have more time, so I can yeah. so I can get on there a little bit more because it is fun. It's fun to interact with everybody on there.
1: Yeah, and you know what, when you do get a chance to be in there, we, we enjoy it nonetheless, right? Like, you know, we're we we're, we're a, a locker room that I feel like respects everybody's time. And, you know, when we come together, we really do come together. And, and throughout the weeks, you know, we respect one another and just a quick, hey, what's up, guys? Hope every the week is good and everything else. And, you know, if you do have a chance, you know, come watch this or see this or whatever the case right, may be. Right. And I just think that, again, that's one thing that I really love about it. Because, you know, I'm a retail manager, just like Gary Clem is a retail manager, right? And um, right. It, it's just uh, with our lifestyle, that fits a little bit better in what we're trying to do. But it also allows everybody to kind of live their life without feeling like another burden to say, hey, this becomes an obligation. So now right. let me ask you, Gary, what attracted you to Portland?
4: Uh, you guys.
0: <laughs>
4: you know the fact that you i mean I, I i only had maybe three teams contact me and uh you and you were one of them but you were the ones uh when you contacted me you stayed in contact with me and yeah. and the other ones you know well they could they call me and we'll get back with you but you know they didn't get back with me and until draft day and yeah. but you guys when you call me you called me before the draft a couple more times, and and then you called me on draft eight You know what I'm saying? It, you guys just – plus the fact you are, you're the guys that pick me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, You know, everybody who's – and anybody tells you anything different is lying through their teeth. Anybody that's play, that played in the minors, they wanted to get drafted. And, you know, yeah. And yeah, certainly there was teams that they really would like to have been drafted by. But if the fact that they would, if the fact that they got drafted, that's what they really wanted, you know, and, and so they would have played for anybody because they wanted to get drafted. Um, I'm just glad that you, that you guys drafted me, because uh, you know I was beginning to worry there for a while because, you know, I did, you know, uh, I'm hearing all these announcers say all this stuff during the minor league season and stuff, and and then all of a sudden it gets to the third round, and, and you know, and you know, I'm. A, and I hadn't even mentioned that. Of course, I didn't have point. I didn't have a high. Um, you, know, you know, I wasn't rated real high like a lot of people were. You know, a lot of people yeah. were had a lot more. Uh, whatever they call that, you know, the simulation point. You know, whatever that is. They're, yeah, more they're checking. Rated more checking. Yeah, than. they had a little bit more checking. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and. That was the other thing. I, I and then when I found out how it worked and how all that worked, I, I just loved the fact that we got Ezekiel Love.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because
4: when I watched, when I watched the draft, uh, me me and Gary Clem were watching the draft. You know, uh, not this last draft, but the draft before when I got drafted, and I just kept seeing Ezekiel Love get passed by. You know, first round, second round, third round. And I'm going, I cannot believe anybody has not taken that Ezekiel Love guy yet. You know, because he did so well in the minors. And I, I just couldn't believe. And then when we got him, you know, this year, I was ecstatic. You know, I told yeah. Gary Clem, man, you are not going to believe it. man. We got Ezekiel Love.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know that was a shocker to many people. That was a shocker to many people. But um, yeah. as you all know, we're very happy to have Ezek, you know, Zeke in, in our locker room and uh, Zeke has, right. has gone above and beyond to not just be a a player in our locker room but also try to help out whatever he sees fit and you know was lucky enough to be to be um, you know voted on to being a coach I mean sorry being a um, a, a, a captain, captain this year right so yeah, right. it's really cool to, to kind of see all that come together and the support you guys have for one another um I'll tell you I sit back as a GM and mel and everybody jokes around and always you know in the beginning of the show I played gin and juice because they always like to play around with me how I'm laid back but um you know to see you guys I'm laid back because I'm paying attention to what we put together and I'm such a humbled person to appreciate everybody who's part of the organization everybody who does their check-ins everybody who stays in connection everybody who is so involved that I sit back and I just kind of sit there and like man we made this happen and it was it was such a blessing to still be able to get you because you know we had at that time the first season so many holes to fill and i was like man i gotta get gary i was like i gotta get gary and and you were right not a lot of people had you on the radar so i was kind of like you know kind of like plotting i was like oh man if he falls to us it's gonna be a problem right and and boom, you know, we got to that round and we called you, you know, we put it in quickly. Now what you see on TV is not what, what it was, right? Because like, we already had everything game planned. Soon as our turn, right. the draft room was up. Your name was in there. So to sit back and know that, and then I think that's where the conversation happened with Pickler says they could draft Superman. You know, it's not going to make a difference. Right. And boom, boom. <laughs> you get drafted. And then, you know, uh, my man, uh, you know, uh, Tim Hackett was like, oh, by the way, they just drafted a guy who was one of the best in sacks. And he was like, oh, crap. So I think, again, it's so cool how everything came together in that process for you that I think, again, right. we were very lucky to have you. And I'm glad you were attracted to come here because of what we were able to show you, that we really did want you here. We did really want to make you feel as part of the team and then understood the background of, hey, I'm not really comfortable with technology and being like, Gary, we got you. We'll make it work. And then now that Clem's on board as well, he told me, anything Gary got to know, I got you, Nelson. Don't worry. I'll be right at his house when we have coffee <laughs> yeah. in the morning, and I'll make sure it gets yeah, done. He comes,
4: every, he comes over every morning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that's what I'm saying. It's really awesome to have, but that's a true a, your team supports you and understands where you're coming from, so you don't ever feel alienated right. or not, you know, or not. You know, no, I do help neg- him
4: because I mean he does help me because I, you know, there's a lot of times uh, you'll know, get on the Discord and oh, man, i man, I can't get this, I can't figure this out, or get, you know, and he knows that thing, you know, backwards and forwards. He's he's a big computer, you know, guru guy, and yeah. uh, he's showed me a lot of things on Discord and helped me with, you know, figuring it out and being able to do things.
1: Yeah, and that's what I love. I love to have that camaraderie, and I'm so glad it goes on beyond the field. So it's so excited to have both of you guys this season. Now, what do you enjoy most about being part of the fleet?
4: Well, I I think what I enjoy most about the fleet is is the camaraderie. What you're talking about, I mean, uh, and you can tell it in the locker room. Uh, that that that's where it comes is in the locker room, and and you you. you You know, you you listen and you read about guys, you know, in in our locker room, you know, our locker room, you can talk about anything. I mean, even if it's personal, there's personal things sometimes that go on in our locker room and everybody, everybody, you know, is there for you and everybody's there to help. And I just, I just really like the camaraderie in the locker room. It's all there. There's never anything, there's never anything negative. Uh, Yeah. Anybody, anybody
1: says about anything. Yeah, um, and, and just, when we you know. and when we go through a loss together, I think that's where, like, you know, after week one's loss, you know, the coaches and, and front office staff, we stepped off to the side a little bit, right? We needed to discuss some things and, and kind of look at what this week was looking at against Tulsa and certain things. But I went into the locker room to see how everybody bounce, would bounce back. And I saw each and every one of you guys coming in there and saying, like, guys, don't worry about it. Hey, look, this is just week one. We did some amazing things. And that's without oh, we did uh,
3: the oh, front office
1: did. staff having to go in there and do that, right? Like, that was the team's buy-in. That was the captains. That was the players. That was, you know, everybody coming in together and saying, this will not define us. We're not going to let this, you know, we're going to move on and we're going to grow from this. And, like, to see that without needing those that that to engage that that felt amazing for me that was probably one of my proudest moments as a gm is when you can have these people you know your your team help one another without needing the head coach without needing the owner without needing the gm it's something you guys believe in one another and believe in where you're at and you're right that's that's the thing that i love the most man i', I in two drafts that i've been as a gm i am so happy with what we have as a team i'm so happy with all our free agents so happy with just everything that um you know i know that the work still has we still have way more work to do but to see that the pieces we put together are starting to come together gary it's 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 just so much so much fun and and it's so great to be able to do this with you each and every one of you guys honestly because um without y'all i couldn't have a great team like i have now so thank you guys um i know you were talking about a little bit about your draft process so you were talking about how three teams reached out to you right but overall right. how was the process for you so from beginning to end from being talked to from rookies to the whole draft process and experience um how was that whole process for you? and then the, the transition into being a, into a major league team overall how was that process
4: well, I mean, you know, it was great. Well, the, the one thing that I really, really enjoyed, the process of, you know, you guys call me, but then when draft day came, I was really, I was really, really impressed with the draft process as far as, in the, you know, the, you you got the four guys who were all talking about it, bringing it up before it comes, talking about different players, talking about different team strategies, what teams needed, what they didn't need, and it I thought it was so professional, you know, it, it for for a simulation football league. I mean, it really it was just like watching the draft. I mean, actually, to tell you the truth, it was just like watching you know the pro football draft. I was kind of yeah. like, you know, this is really cool. I can't believe this is really just a. It, it was so professional, I thought, and you know, then then of course, when you get to hear your name picked, I mean, that's just the, uh, you know, that's overwhelming. Uh, some, yeah. you know, at least it was to me. I mean, uh, and I, you know, I mean, you, you showed videos of people. You had some people where you know they showed the video when they when they drafted them, uh, where they got them live, you know, at their home or whatever. And there were some really ecstatic guys. And that's exactly how probably just about every person that you couldn't video felt when their name got called. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was a big deal. It made me feel like a big deal. You know. Uh, and so I you know I thought it was it was a great moment and then of course you know then then comes the time where now you got your coaches like you and everybody else calling you and saying okay now let's work on your progression and then I go oh Progression, okay. <laughs> Can you guys do that for
0: me? <laughs> no. Yeah, no, you you're right. Actually, like we,
4: actually, actually, we talked about it. They said, "Well, let's talk about it." So we talked about it, and we and we spent an hour and a half, two hours talking about it. But and I finally figured out what progression was all about. <laughs> but uh, but I still, you know, I still ask for your help. You know that, and uh, yeah. and you guys helped me. And you guys do everything that, you know, you can that, you know, if I got a problem, you guys help me. And and that's what I really appreciate. So that's the, you know, once you get into the pros, then it's a little bit more. Let's put it this way. I never, ever talked to uh, my coach when I was in the minor leagues. I never had a conversation with him. You know, uh, when you get to the pros, it's a different story. You're talking with the general manager. You're talking with the owner. You're talking with, you know, the uh, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. You know, you're talking with these people, and you and you get to know these people, and uh, and so there's a big difference between the minors and and the pros.
1: Yeah, and and I think the individual touch when you get into the majors, I think is is the part that is that yeah. difference. When you're in the minors. They got so many rookies coming in that I guess they're really just trying to corral the rookies and give them some kind of st- structure. But at the end of the right. day, I, I think that it, what's really nice about it is just again, it gives you an idea on how it may go, right? And then it is it's on us as right. the GMs, owners, head coaches, director of player personnel, you know, just all the everybody that's involved. It takes us now to, to take the talent and say, hey, talent, like what are you comfortable with? What are you not? And then how can we always be here for you? Because if you have that support, then you're going to want to be here. So it's, it's just a win-win for everybody. And honestly, I'm so happy that, that, that you're able to share kind of what separates Portland from other folks. Because, again, <clears throat> as you always see, we might not get the always oh, the I don't want to say even positive light. I think we just get the like people just like to look at us on the performance standpoint. But when they don't see when they get to hear how our locker rooms are and how happy our players are being here in Portland, that I think it, 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 some folks when they hear that they're like, man, they are doing great stuff. And eventually, you'll see that on on
4: on the on I mean, the and we will. No, I mean, th- we we will do great stuff. I mean it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I saw an amazing. You know, our first game this year was an amazing. Was was an amazing difference from any game that we played last last season. Our first yeah. game this season, you could you could tell the difference. But uh, like I've always said, and you know, because you've obviously read it, because I've written it twice in the locker room now. But you know, my favorite all time movie of all time is Field of Dreams, and yeah. you know, my saying in the locker room, I always say, don't worry if you build it it will come, will
0: come yeah. and
4: that's what we're doing and, and we're building and and that's what we had to do. We had to build. We were, in, you know, we were an expansion team, you know, yeah. last season. You have to build. I mean, and eventually it, it's going to come and you just got to have patience and you got to work hard and you got to wait and yeah. it'll come.
1: It, you're a hundred percent right. And that's why I'm saying we have so many people with grit and understanding and, and knowing you being a retail manager, you know, it's never easy, but if you build it right, then it becomes a little bit more, you know, easier on you than it it normally becomes. So I think those are great and wise words. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of given us a definition of how we, we take all these, these bumps and bruises is, you know, we know we're building for something better and, and all the hard work won't go in vain. So, um, how did you think about this draft, right? Season 16 draft. What were your thoughts on this current draft that just passed?
4: Uh, well, you know, of course I was real happy because we got my buddy, <laughs> <laughs> but, um,
1: <laughs>
4: and, and of course we only, you know, we only got the, we only got to grab two. So, uh, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like last season where, you know, you're drafting, you know, 16, 17 guys. Uh, yeah. so, I didn't. I didn't watch. Uh, I was. Uh, I was working, so I couldn't watch a lot of the draft. So I missed a lot of the draft um, this year. But of course, I watched. You know, the first round because I knew that you know Portland had those picks coming, course, you know, especially because of Gary. But yeah. um, but uh, I was elated, and because uh, I wasn't sure, and you know, and just out of as fate will have it, we needed a linebacker. You know that yep. that that might have not have happened. You know, yeah. had 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 uh, you know, had we not lost a linebacker, we wouldn't have needed a linebacker, and Gary wouldn't be playing for Portland right now. But, yeah, uh, you're right. When we but when we lost a linebacker, I I told Gary, I said, well, man, wouldn't that be neat if we could get you? <laughs>
1: and, and 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 it's kind of containing the excitement, right? Because I did, you know, reach out to Gary, right, Clem? Whoo, like two weeks prior, and I didn't hear from him, so I was like, oh my god! At first, honestly, what I thought was that Clem was mad at me. He was like, Nelson, last season we went through this, and and I told him that I was like, I thought you were mad at me. He's like, no, 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 I was just so busy and da da da. You know, it's the holidays and whatnot he's like I'm just I'm just super busy so <laughs> then it goes from hey you know uh, uh uh to you know talking with him and then again the connection with you and you know the great person you are is the same great person that Clem is and he's he's been such a strong voice in the locker room it's it just again like everything worked out in that in that situation and you know, again, to the candidates that we did look at, because I know some folks probably didn't think like, oh, they they probably went, we're going to go with Gary Clem the whole time. That wasn't the case because I I didn't even talk to Gary Clem yet. Um, right. So when I, when I haven't even talked to him, I'm like, okay, you know, that wasn't going to be the case yet. But then you can even talk, tell, ask Gary. We we call, I called Gary by accident, okay, and he calls me back. So I pick up and I said, hey, I called you by accident, Gary. But you know what? Screw it. You're on the phone now. Right? We weren't that far away from the draft. So I was like, this is the perfect time to 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 have that conversation. Right? And then at right. the end of the day, um, we, uh, we went ahead and said, you know, get everything situated. And, and here we are now. So it's, again, awesome to bring Clem here. It was, for the folks that think it was going to happen just because you guys are friends, it wasn't for a little bit because we couldn't get in contact with him, but now everything comes to work out, and we have a dynamic, still still a dynamic defense, adding Clem in there, and he adds a, a yeah. difference with Mel and, and KT at the line. Right.
4: Yeah, we, so you know, and we, yeah. and and we get people, we try and get people involved, you know, we have another bunch of ours who actually worked with, <laughs> works with us, and, uh, you know, he's in the, he's in the minors right now, and yeah. uh, who's that? We, He'll
1: be hit. He has a, a, a Tommy Utah. Oh, okay. Tommy Utah is, is 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 part of the crew, part of the Gary crew. What happened with him? He didn't get the
4: Gary. It, he didn't get no. Well, no, he didn't get drafted last. He didn't get drafted. And, oh no! What I mean so is, he, he didn't got, get
1: the Gary. He didn't get the memo to add Gary Utah, not Tommy Utah. You know, to continue the trend of the
4: Garys. Oh yeah, no, no, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> No, because he's, you know, he's, yeah, his real name ain't Gary, but his real name, his real name isn't even Tommy. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> David, but, <laughs> but uh, that's just what he went by. But uh, yeah, we got him into the into the SFL too. You know, because you know he's he's a big football guy too, and so we got him into it. We got him into it last season. Yeah, that's, that's
1: he, pretty you know, awesome. Like I, a, I actually called his games. That the that's crazy because when i wanted information from salt lake i reached out to i asked for a few folks to reach out to me i wish tommy would have reached out to me because that would have been a really cool fact um but you know it's really awesome to know that you have another person back there that um that is such that is connected to the to the two bernies that i know who are great people so really awesome to shout them out
4: yeah um
1: and and i like i said i called the the uh, salt lake wrestler games and he played really well um, his first season in the, in the minors.
4: Yeah, he played well. I was, I was kind of, of course, you know, probably the quarterback, there's not a lot of openings in, in, uh, in the draft for that, but, you know, cause he had a pretty good year. And I imagine, you know, the fact that he's going to be in here on his, on his second season uh, in the minors, you know, he, he should probably have a banner year in the minors this season, I would think. Uh, yeah. You know, cause his progression is going to be so high. So we'll see
1: no Hopefully, and and that's that's what i'm will. saying he he will he did well i'm sure we're very excited to see what he does season two since now I know that he's with you, and um if he if he can ever rely on anybody um you know he has two great guys in the league in you and Clem that I think will definitely help him and support him to to help him maybe understand this league better because when you can do that for folks and they have a better ex- experience, just like my boy, Bernard Smith, who got drafted. Um, you know, he works with me, him and Josh Gill both work with me personally, similar to how Clem and Tommy did with you. And right, yeah, I mean, it, it just makes all the difference. And, and I made sure that he knew what needed to be done in this league and help him understand how to get it done. So to ensure that he got drafted because he was a great player, him and Gill are, are two great people and they're great players. And I wanted to make sure that they did it right. Not
4: just, just expecting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the first expect. thing, the first thing I, first thing we said to him last year when he joined was, "Now look, see this locker room right here. <laughs> Try and go in there every day and say something,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: because you know we. I mean, and and really to tell you the truth, that's what I kind of got out of the draft when I got drafted. All the all the uh, announcers during the draft everybody talked about, well, you know, this guy was always in the locker room. He always talked. He always did this. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, you know, heck, I'm probably not going to get drafted. I never went in the locker room. Uh, I didn't know you were supposed to do that. And, and and they put a lot of emphasis on being in the locker room. They really do. I mean, and that's all they talked about in the draft, when they talked about a guy. They, I mean, they talked about his achievements, but the thing was is when they when they when they would talk about well, what do you think about these two guys? It, it would always be well, you know, so and so's in the locker room all the time. That was a big big thing to everybody. And so the one the only advice we really had to Tommy Utah last season was, Tommy, they like it when you talk in the locker room.
1: <laughs>
4: That'll <laughs> help you get noticed. <laughs> That's
1: what I'm saying. If you don't if you don't do those kind of things, it, I think. Bernard, my friend, went ahead and, and said it perfectly, and it, that came from a rookie standpoint. He says, you're your own agent, okay? So go out yeah. there and sell yourself and go into the locker yeah. rooms and go into situations and put yourself out there because, honestly, if you do that, then you get more noticed and you get an opportunity to be drafted. But you were one of the few that, right. that, 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 that did get drafted your first season around. And, like yeah, I said, I feel like I everything lucky, happens though. for a reason. You know, I feel like everything happens for a reason, right? You came to a team that understood how you worked and knew the talent that you were. So we were able to work together as a partner. And then long and behold, you know, with Clem's patience, he now became part of the Portland Fleet and now plays with his best friend, which is, is a great story in its own, right? Uh, right. So getting kind of into... I know you only chose DT because there was only three spots. But when you originally came into the league, what positions were you originally looking at, and why?
4: Well, i I wanted to be I wanted to play safety because that's what I played in you know high school and college, and I, you know I, I I was a safety and I loved that position and that and and that's what I wanted to be. I you know I was never I have never played a lineman in my life, you know, with football. Uh, and so that's why I wanted to play. And, you know, they hit me back and said, well, unfortunately, all we have left is, you know, because I got in, you know, I got in like, uh, you know, a week, I think a week before the season started. That's why I didn't have a lot of progression points. But uh, all they had open was offense, um, offensive linemen and a defensive tackle and I think a kicker. <laughs> well, I think that's what I have to choose from Well, you know, I'm a defense You know, I'm a defense guy I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong, I played offense too I was a halfback But um, but I love the defense That was my favorite thing to do So I said, well, you know, I'll be a defensive tackle You know, I'll take that position And you ended up being one of you the know. best in the league <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. well, yeah And that, But, you know it, it, you know, I gotta tell you, it wasn't me. It was that guy that did my progression.
1: <laughs> well, let's 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 shout out the guy who did your progression because now yeah. you you are definitely a beast in its own. And like I told you, the combination. I was watching, so I put the game on, uh, on the TV at Best Buy, right? Um, just because me and, right. and Bernard and, and 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 Gil all work in the same store, we typically enjoy just doing, it, especially when we're closed, right? But we have a friend of ours who's also interested in being in the league. He's a little shy for some reason but he wants to be part of the league secretly. And um, mm. long story short, we were watching the game and I was like, "Did you see that play? Oh, that's my man VP." Oh, "Did you see that play? That's my guy Gary Bernie." And it's just <laughs> this excitement that comes through because it's what I saw in 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 the minors. It's what I saw the potential being and it's like when you see this happen in the Sims, you're just like, "Man, it, it, this is what I envisioned." You know, and it took, it, like I said, you to find you to find Leo, to find Clem, to find... Like, it wasn't easy, right? We were able to bag Derwin. You were in, 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 in competition with Derwin. Derwin had amazing sacks in, in the minors, right? So we were able to snag right. Derwin, uh, you know, and he's your D-end. And it's like, really, we we honestly really lucked out to get great players as well as great contributors who did well in the minors as well. And I know some folks don't see it as important, but the way that I see this game, because this game is so loopy, that if you do good in your position in the minors, then that means that that can translate to the field. Now, some people tell you, no, that's not the case, da 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 But if you're in the same level with another player, but you do better than that player, yes, scheme plays a factor. But there's something in your build that works out a little bit better that's getting you the edge over your other peers, right? So... I kind of put that in consideration because I'm like, if I like what I see in the minors, then that's what I want. That's what I'm hoping to get from my players in the majors. And if you see what you like, then, of course, you're trying to replicate what you see on the field. So I think that just makes sense to me. There's other people who have other opinions, and uh, I love to hear them. But I I think at the end of the day, um, yeah, I think you, you fell into the role that you were supposed to fall in. But it's really awesome to know that you were thinking about safety. Now, I know, did they do everything for you when they created that player? Did they do the size and everything else? So your height, your weight, and everything? is No, that based I, on, did I, did
4: I did the – no, when, in the beginning, they he told me, you know, when I signed up and paid my money, he said, okay, go to here and do your size and your weight and and all those other progression things. It let me do my size and let me do my weight. I picked my size and my weight. And then when I tried to do the other ones, it wouldn't let me do them. So that's when I called him back and said, hey, look, it's not letting me do these other ones. I I can do my size and, and my weight, my height and my weight, but it won't let me do the other progression thing. It's not allowing me to do it. And that's when he said, I'll take care of it for you. And I said, okay. So... You know, they picked everything except for my height and my weight. I picked that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, that's how that happened. Who did you model that? Then the size, the weight, and everything. Who did you use to model that that player? Then,
4: well, you know, I didn't really use. I didn't really think of any certain person. I just said to myself, well, you know, if he's going to be a defensive tackle, he's got to be a pretty. You know, he needs to be a pretty good size. So I just picked a. You know, just out of the random sky. I just picked a random height and a and a weight. I didn't want him to be I didn't want him to be one of them big heavy uh defensive yeah, tackles DT. because yeah. I was I was I was always I was all about, you know, this guy needs to be bad and quick. <laughs> so <laughs> I made him I think oh you know, I may have made him a little light for for the line. I made him like a two thirty, I think. I think yeah. I picked something like sick I think I and I didn't pick him super big, I think I picked him like six two two thirty. I can't remember. But yeah. um you know that's how I picked it. That's how I picked that. You know, yeah, I well, hey look, I was, you know I
1: wasn't it's working. I Gary. was never
4: aligned so I wasn't sure, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean whatever you did it's working because your player did well in the minors and he's starting off very well in the majors this time around, right? So Whatever you did, it it, it works, right? And the random numbers you chose somehow got translated on there. And I did notice that the other day. I was telling that to Mel. I said, you know what, Mel? We have very lean DTs. You know, I've noticed the trend is a little bit of the chunkier side in the league. And it's okay. It's whatever you want. But I noticed that I took the slimmer, faster ones. Um, But there's some pretty big guys in this league that can move pretty quick, like some ballerinas. But I think your build definitely works out. And I feel like you're bigger than that.
4: I really do, because I feel like when you stand on well, next to I, I think it you, I think it got changed. I think I think when I went pro, we changed it. I, I yeah, don't we, remember. I we
1: got to see what Mel says, because I know he's on the line. Uh, maybe he can help us later on when it's his size. Oh, he says you're 6'3", 289 pounds.
4: Yeah, wow. I'm big, dude. Do it know big is that big for six isn't that big for six That's uh, you for know what I, I don't wanna
1: say it it's super big. I'm pretty sure there's bigger guys there, but it fits you 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 wear it well, it's a very nice size yeah. um and and like I said you're not overweight, so it's not like you're coming out the seams, you know what I'm saying it's a very strong yeah. type of right. individual um so, kind of continuing on, right, so we know who how you came up with the idea. we know somebody came up with the player, right, and you gave some advice a little bit to rookies, right, but what is what do you want to share with rookies who may be listening key points to 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 get themselves into the majors, like what's something that you want to make sure they understand, so any mistakes you feel like you had, you're able to share that for future draftees um to not make that same type of mistake
4: uh. Well, like I said it, it, to me, the most important thing is is get on get on the chats because that is what that that I think that's the biggest thing that that coaches and and owners look look for is chats, and the reason they're the chats it's important for them to get on chats for number one, so they know about you too, not just so. Uh, because that's if you're on those chats, then they're more than likely going to contact you and talk to you and call you and say, "Hey, I saw you on this. I heard you know you said this on this. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself." That's why my you know that's probably why my phone wasn't blowing up from people because I was never on the chats. Nobody knew who I was. Uh, just you and a few other people contacted me only because of what I. Because of what my accomplishments were getting done on the field, but yeah. there's a lot of guys who probably got, there's a lot of guys who got drafted because a coach or an owner or somebody saw them in the chats and looked at what they were saying and talking about and liked it and said, hey, let's let's call and talk to this guy. He's, you know, uh, so you gotta get you gotta make yourself known, and the way you're gonna make yourself known. Is by getting in the chat rooms and chatting. I mean that, that basically, uh, if I had, that would be the one thing I would tell him. I mean, to me, that's the most when I when I listen to the draft and I listen to players and coaches what they say. To me, you know, the majority of them say the same thing. Yeah, we like this guy. He's always in the chat room.
1: Yeah, uh, that's typically what they say, right? It's a representation, but. I always say if you if you kind of go through the whole list, right, because there's a whole list of rookies. when you go through and you give everybody an opportunity to speak, it's it's just again, you find gems, right? A lot of folks were so like an example I can give is is um uh, Leo, right? Nobody knew who Leo was, but you've seen him in the locker room. You've seen what he was able to do. He got his first interception, you know, in his rookie right. career yeah, in right. the first game. That kind of showed you, like, hey, he was such a good person and player that it was just a good mix to bring in. And you've you seen him in the chat rooms, and he's very—he's a very great guy, and he's very about the team. So, like, if I didn't go through the whole list, and Leo in that list was on the bottom, and that's why when we picked them, you saw the um, the panel so confused. They were like, "Why would you right. pick him?" Right? There was there was regular law and. And Emmanuel Blackman and this and this and that. Yes, I get that. And they were great players, respectfully. But we believe in Chris Stotch and Derek Majors. They were our one and two. So if I brought anybody else in that was higher than Chris Stotch, Chris Stotch would not have been the number two. Now, how messed up is that for me to come as your GM and say, hey, look, we got a brand new rookie better than you. You're going to have to take a back seat. That's not how it works. We believe in you guys. I, I, I did me and Mel did man hours to select you guys right so right you know that's
4: something that people that's something that people have to there's a a lot of uh, a lot of rookies don't understand that Uh, I'm glad you just explained that you know Uh, I'm glad you just explained how that worked and that just shows you know how dedicated you know you guys as, as coaches and and player personnel and owners are to our team to yeah. do something like that, you yeah. know, because you're absolutely right. You could have brought in somebody with them on our point, but that just shows you the dedication that you have to us as players. And and,
0: yeah.
4: I, and don't think that we don't appreciate it. I can tell you right now, I do. Yeah, I, appreciate I appreciate the fact that, that you did that. I appreciate you know? that. You know, I it, appreciate it's the a... fact you did that, and I'm sure everybody on the team does.
1: Yeah, and I, yeah. I hope so, too. You know, we, we, we were able to get great talent and as well as a great person. And that's all I wanted to do was add somebody who fit us. And I think Leo does that. And, and I knew Gary was because of you, right, because of how you carry yourself and who you are. I knew Gary was also going to be very well. But Gary, I won't lie, the day that we had that conversation is the day Gary Clem sold me. Like, literally, I chatted with him. and We were talking for like 30, 40 minutes, and it just went like this. And I was like, "I think I called I want to say I called Mel, and I was like, "I think we found our guy, right And it was just based on Gary's personality, how he was about, and then again he he we didn't pick him the first season right, because of how free agency went, but where we were get him this time around, and he was still excited and still happy and still. 100% towards Portland like he was the first season so that meant volumes to me when somebody can't, won't hold a grudge to you because you didn't do something for them not understanding the background of it it speaks about their right. character so shout out to Clem for that um, he honestly came in, He we didn't talk for like 2-3 weeks, I was like man this dude is pissed off at me but at the end of the day it ended up working out and I'm so happy <laughs> it did so. you know what I'm saying uh, now for yourself now this season And for your career, what are some of the goals you want to be able to achieve uh,
3: going forward?
4: Well, I want to have, um, you know, I, uh, as far as a goal for me, my goal is, uh, you know, hopefully I can, uh, as my progression gets, you know, higher that you know, I do better. You know, I'm, I'm all about, uh, I like to win just as much as, you know, the next guy. I mean, I'm a very competitive person. Uh, have been all my life, and you know I don't like to lose i'm not i don't like to lose i you know but you know what's that famous saying you know the best saying. you know i've always said you know you show me a person who likes to lose, and I'll show you a loser <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> so that's pretty I good like i like lose. that i'm very <laughs> I'm very competitive and and uh but I also am realistic and and realize that you know, as a young expansion team, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna go out there and and, uh, and win the championship in our first year. I, I knew that wasn't gonna happen, and, and anybody that expected that and thought that should happen was, you know, living a pipe dream. Uh, <laughs> it takes it takes <laughs> it takes dedication and a lot of hard work, and it and it takes time, and it but it will happen. It will happen. Yeah. Um, it will that, it will with
1: all the hard uh, work that everybody puts in, it will happen. You're 100% right. Right.
4: right.
3: Well,
1: <laughs> now, <so laughs> for your for your career though, what do you what do you want people to say about Gary Bernie the beast um for your career I, in the SFO? I
4: want them to say, "Hey, you know, uh I, I want to be an exciting player to watch. I want to be, you know, I want to be a player that people say, you know, "Hey, you know, he was a he was a he was a badass, <laughs> you know. He was a you know that, that you know the the guy played his position well, you know. I want to I want to play my position well. I want to rack up stats. I you know I want I want I want when we go to play other teams. I want other team quarterbacks. You know, saying damn it, you know, you know, I got to face you know I got to face Gary Burden today. That's what I want. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, You know that that's. I mean, that's exactly how I would want it. Uh, uh, you know, I was so, well, oh, I was so, you know, pissed off at myself when we paid, when we played Pickler last year that first game because of what he said during the draft, and then you you, you don't know how bad I was hoping that I could go in there and sack him a couple times. Yeah. You know, but I know, I did, that, I know you I really did. wanted that. Yeah. Yeah, I really wanted it, and it didn't happen. And so I was like, you know, I was so sad because it was like, I just wanted, you know, if I could sack any of them guys this year, and let, let it be him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been
4: that would have been quite a story. But
1: like I said, you had right. you said it. You have to grow into yourself. And like I said, right. watching the first game with St. Louis and seeing how you and VP as, as two partners just were able to collapse the middle and make it very difficult for Christian Brown for a while there. Um, really shows that growth and what you want to be able to accomplish and like I said, to see it all come together, I think is the part that i like I just enjoy the most is is' watching you guys being able to excel in the in the positions we drafted you in and and have each other's back and be that 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 defense that is just nasty like i I love portland's defense as much as some folks want to say that we get beat in this x y z you're not watching the whole game if you had to say that you not, because the guys were coming out here yourself, VP, like, you know, Shaw got an interception, Leo got an interception, like, there's teams that go out there with no sacks and no interceptions, right?
4: So, yeah.
3: right.
1: for that to be the case... Well, we
3: had
4: a total, I mean, uh, you know, we had a total of five sacks that game.
1: Yeah. Like, that's nothing I needed. mean, two and a,
4: yeah, because, I mean, if I had two and a half, and, and I think VP had two and a half, too. Yeah. So...
1: So it's it, like I said, it's awesome to see you guys come together, and with at the pace that you're moving at right now, I can see that being a factor. Uh, you having people be afraid of the beast, um, as well as Captain Crush back there supporting you with everybody else: Mel Davis, KT, uh, yeah. VP, Derwin, and, and Rob. I know all you guys are. Yeah, everybody fans. on the you
4: know everybody on the team, everybody, you know every yeah. every one of our players, you know, are are good players and dedicated players, and they play their best. And like I said, our time will come.
1: Now, I know you were telling me you were excited about getting Ezekiel Love this season, but what else excites you about this season uh, coming up, or that we're going through right now?
4: Well, what excites me is the fact that I know we're going to do, I know we're going to play better than last season, and that excites me. I, I, you know, I got the feeling we're going to play a, a lot better than last season, and I think we're going to, I think we're going to surprise a lot of people in in a lot of areas. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, you know, the doubters, the ones that you say are are saying, well, you guys can't do this and you can't do that. I think they're going to be surprised. Uh, yeah. to, to tell you the truth, because, you know, you, I, you know, I appreciate the fact that you sit here and talk about how. You know, VP and I are you know come together and done things, but I think our whole team has come together. Yeah. I I, 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 you know, I, I see the I see all the players doing different things that they didn't do last year. Uh, and then on top of it, then we get new players like Clem and Leo and Ezekiel, you know, and uh, you know I'm excited. I'm excited okay. about this year.
1: Yeah, I'd I say the free agents that we brought in with Zeke, Ben, and KT um, were awesome acquisitions because they're, they're all great people. And then they all really do contribute in their own shape and form. And I think, again, what, I think what, what somebody told me that was really true about our team is that what's scary is that we still have room to grow. We do well, right. really well, and we can do even better. And that's the scary slash exciting part because then you're like, man... What, what, is, what, what, is, uh, what is too high, right? Um, I think it, it, it's such a great... Um, just great to see everything come together at the end of the day. And I told you, that's my favorite part of the season so far. It's just sitting back and seeing how you guys hold each other up as brothers in the locker room and, and really have that perseverance and grit to, to, to know that it's not an easy pull, but you guys are willing to do it. And that just speaks volumes of the character that we brought into our football team. Um, now, what was your best memory from last season?
4: Um, hmm. I think it was probably, you. Know, I think my best memory was when, when we won our first game, <laughs> you know, the first game that we won. You know, that was exciting to me because, uh, I don't know, I you know, that was exciting to me. We, 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 we won a game and, you know, and everybody gets excited when you win. And, uh, we had finally won a game and I was excited about
1: it. Yeah, it was, it was such a huge thing to experience with all you guys. Um, I always talk about that. I ran up and down the stairs. I live in a three level town home and I ran from bottom to top. Uh, of course my pit bull, who's sitting right next to me. She's knocked down on the couch, but she followed me up and down the stairs. And I was just like, couldn't, was just so ecstatic about this win, not solely for myself, but for everybody else in that team, for well, every single individual, yeah. individual who believed in us, every individual who was like, I'm fleet for life. Um, that win was, was huge. And it was a great, against a great organization in Houston. Um, and then being able to get another one with a great organization in Charleston, I mean, they were great two wins, and I'm hoping to add even more to that those categories this season, which we've seen a lot of growth, and with growth comes opportunity. So it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome, and I'm really glad to do it with you uh, because, honestly, you were my draft pick. You were my sleeper draft pick, and we kind of know why, not knowing who you were, but now we, we kind of get a little bit more about who uh, Gary Burney is. Now, what's your message to your team and your fans? What do you want to share with them tonight? Um you know, what to expect this season and what to expect going forward?
4: Well, uh, well, to the team, uh, my message would be, you know, uh, don't give up hope. Uh, You know, if you build it, it will come. That's all I'm going to tell everybody. Uh, (laughs) You know, and keep playing hard. Uh, Don't let anybody take away your dreams. Don't let people tell you you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, you can do anything you put your mind to. And just believe. Believe, and it will happen. That's what I'm going to tell the team. To the fans, uh, I'll tell the fans, hey, turn it on and watch it. It's fun. It's exciting. And even more, if you want to get even better than that, join it. If you like football, join it. At, at, like Bo was saying earlier in your show, he's right. Where are you going to go and, and get to have that much fun and excitement for uh, two or three dollars a day? You know, or, or you know, whatever it costs. I don't even think it costs as much as that. If you if you divide it by the you know if you divide it by the season, I don't even think it costs that much money. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying, where are you where are you going to go be able to? have that kind of fun and excitement for for that. You you can't go anywhere for that. I mean, and and really, really, I mean, you know, the the average person, you know, throws away two or three dollars a day. You know, on crap. You know, so that's what I would say. That's what I would say to the fans. Turn your TV on, watch it, see how it works, and then join it. You'll have some fun.
1: That's true, that's true. I think that's the perfect message to to give to our team and our fans to know exactly what to expect going into this next season. Now, I want to share the last thoughts for you, Gary. I roll out the red carpet. I give you full whatever you want to talk about. The floor is yours. Go ahead and share whatever you want to share with, with everybody tonight.
4: Uh, the only thing that I guess I would want to share is Just let everybody know that uh, if you're already in the league, um, if you can in any way help out, you know, as far as uh, get more interested in it and help out with statistics or coaching or or um, announcing, uh, I know that 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 the SFL could always use that. I'm kind of throwing myself forward. I'll tell you right now, I'm interested. Uh, here in the future, not right this second, but I'm interested in the future in announcing games. That's something that I would be interested in doing. But I would tell you know everybody out there if that's if you have any inkling of wanting to do that, you know uh, find out from your from your coach or whoever is gonna your owner, find out who you need to talk to if that's what you want to do. Because I know that the SFL probably would would love to have you and need your help. Uh, 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 that's what I that's what I have to tell everybody. I,
1: would, I think that's that's perfect. You know, um, Gary. Like I said, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I mean, I know uh, Mel wanted to say something to you, so I'm not gonna let you go yet because I know Mel wanted to say something. Mel, you know, I didn't blow the whistle this time around. I should have. You, you can you can bash me later, um, but I did before we let Gary go. Wanted you to be able to say. Uh, something to Gary since I had you both on the line.
3: Gary, what's up, my man? How you feeling tonight, bro? Hey, Bill. How you doing? (laughs) I'm great, man. I'm great. I I was sitting here listening to you just kind of, you know, share the knowledge, man, and and drop knowledge on people. And uh, just great to have you, man. It's great to have you part of the team. It's great to be friends with you. It's just great to be a part of everything you shared tonight, man. I'm just, wow. Wow. It's, it's just great. That's all I can say. I'm kind of lost for words because you would drop a knowledge on people, man. It's <laughs> just like <listening laughs> Gary talk, and it's funny because you know when we first got you on the team, and we first kind of got in. It's like Gary don't have a whole lot to say, and it was one game last year, of which obviously there were many, but it was one game. We were just man. We were feeling bad. We lost. We felt bad about it, and. You stepped up in the locker room out of nowhere and just said, Hey, fellas, what did you expect? He said, you were like, We got a long ways to go. We got things to build. We'll get there. You guys signed up for this. Understand what you signed up for. And I immediately texted Nelson and said, Man, that cat's a leader, man. He's a quiet leader, but he's a leader. And, and it just resounded throughout the locker room. And it couldn't have been better timed because we all were hurting from that loss. And um, it was just a situation where even as coaches and you know uh, other leaders of the team were always talking, but it was perfectly time for you to step up and say, "Hey, fellas, listen to this, and this is how it works." And uh, I told Nelson, I told Jacob too. I said, "Man, we got the right cat. This guy doesn't play around. He means business, and he's quiet, but don't sleep on him because he he drops the knowledge when he needs to." So. Just glad to have you, man. We got great things planned. Well, thank you. Like you said. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, brother. You're welcome. By all, means. By all means. All right, Gary.
1: Well, again, enjoy your vacation. Uh, progression is right around the corner. Uh, so That's I can't tomorrow, wait to, to have you. Yeah, at 12 o'clock, I think, tonight. Right, Mel?
3: It is, man. And actually, I was dropping players' cards. So check your Discord. Uh, for everybody who's listening team-wise, Gary, definitely check yours. And um, if you see anything that doesn't look right. Well, you know I have to. That's no way I know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's what we all got to do, man. It's all about communication. So if you see anything that doesn't look right or or we didn't talk about, let me know. And we'll readdress, okay? Okay, you got it.
1: All right, Gary. Have a good night. We'll talk to you then.
4: Okay, Nelson. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: No problem. Glad we can make this happen this time. Enjoy yourself, all right? All right. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, stay safe, man. Enjoy. So, Mel, I know I I made a boo-boo tonight, right? I didn't go ahead and sound off, right? So, for those folks, again, this is the podcast version. I apologize because I know people were like, yo, it just cut off at 11, and I feel so bad. But in true fashion, Portland fashion, I want to introduce our head coach, director of player personnel, and overall great guy, our middle linebacker as well, Mel Davis. Mel, how are you doing? You know I always got to say that. I should get a shirt that says Mel how are you doing? That's always my intro to you.
3: <laughs> man, I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, Nelson. You know, uh, spent, oh, gosh, Lord, spent probably the past week just kind of going back over all of everything that kind of went down last week, you know, our first game of the season, the preparation we put into it, and the results are not what we um, uh, had planned on, man. That they were, The results were not what we anticipated. And uh, you know it was it was a tough one to swallow. It's a tough loss against a good team, but um, you know that's football, and that's something that you know Gary kind of hit on that I just want to touch on real quick. It is a computer game. It is a simulation league. But man, let me tell you something for everybody who you know is listening and has the opportunity to look into it, do so. Listen to what Gary said, man. It. It is probably the most exciting thing that I know I've been a part of since I was in organized sports, and that's been a minute, you know, from playing high school football to, you know, being in uh, going to college and not necessarily playing college ball but being part of intramurals and, and all those things. It's just something that's been exciting. So get a part. Get, you know, get into it. See what it's about. Join it. Join us. And 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 as Cam says, make an impact, man. Make an impact on this league. So, all that being said, um, last week game, ouch. That's all I can say, man. Ouch. <laughs> it was it was a <laughs> tough game, but as coaches, you know, I was really proud of us because even though in the the heat of the moment when the game was over and some of the things that transpired in the game weren't exactly things that. As coaches, we were excited about, we took time afterwards to kind of sit down and debrief ourselves and go over what we could have done better. You know, there were some moments in that game that we felt could have gone our way, and it didn't, but that's football, right? Because you don't always get the calls, you don't always get the bounces, it's a game of inches, and every moment, every play is an opportunity to uh, set up to make or break the game. And... um You know, we fell short on some of those. And one of my messages, you know, to to the coaches and and to the team was, hey, guys, you know, yeah, we can look at the moments that should have, would have, could have been because there were several of them. But if we do all the things we need to do before those moments show up, then the should have, would have, could have been don't really matter, you know. And and sometimes that's tough to, to acknowledge or to swallow. Because bottom line is the W went into the gladiator column. So, you know, all due respect to them for the win that they achieved. Uh, But at the same time, uh, as as a team, man, you know, it just created more resolve for us. And we talk about it all the time. Take that brick, win, lose, or draw. And you put that brick into that wall of our foundation, and uh, you will find that it's only going to build us stronger. Because, You know, to be a championship team, it's not all about the wins. Yes, the wins get you there, but it's about all those challenges and obstacles you had to overcome to build that momentum and build that faith and build that strength that says, hey, you know, we've arrived. And then you have a greater appreciation for all those experiences that led to being that champion. Now, grant you, we haven't achieved that goal yet. You step back and you look at teams like, you know uh, Sioux Falls. You look at teams like Baltimore. You look at teams like Denver that are that are getting it done, man. That doesn't happen overnight, and 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 if it did, would you have the same appreciation for it? I'd say probably no. not. Yeah, no. I think probably not. So Gary kind of hit it out the park. He he said a lot of what I, we're always thinking, and he communicated what we think as a team and as a unit, and, and I think that's probably the most impressive aspect of things we. We believe that. That's our culture of our locker room. You know, we, we know that we're not always going to, uh, I guess you could say, achieve the results we want, but that's the goal, to keep striving for those results. And uh, I'll tell you one thing we achieved with this game last week, uh, and that is competitiveness. When we talked about last year, we just wanted to be able to compete and be in the game, right? Well, we were more than competing and in the game. We were winning the game. And that's a different place for us to be because that's not something we experienced last year. Last year was always, let's see if we can catch up. Let's see if we can come back. And and kind of praying we could get back in the game and and have an opportunity. This year, that culture's changing, man. We expect to come out and be competitive and be in charge. And all due respect, we expect to come out and take the lead and take the game from you. That's what we've grown to. And uh will it happen every week? Well, we'll see that that chapter has yet to be written, but um, you know, just know that when we show up, we show up so uh that's that's just kind of the things that are kind of going through our minds right now as a team, and I know as coaches, we've talked about it yeah it it's 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 again like
1: when you see all the work that you guys have done, I see what you what you're wanting to do and it's it's like I said earlier in the show, right, with Bo and everything else, is is folks don't know the hard work that you put in, Al puts in, Jacob puts in, right? And the countless hours that I've put in to just get talent onto the field and, and talent in the in the hands of my coaches. And the great thing is that it wasn't just me doing that, it was all of us as a coaching staff, as a front office, coming together, picking the players as as a whole, as, as us, right. Like voting them in that. I feel like you guys have the pieces you'll need to get those things accomplished and do it with great players that you see now. So, I mean, we, we have a tough task coming up against Tulsa. If you kind of want to share what Tulsa does very well. Um, and then, um, yeah, you know, just, just kind of sharing the task that's at hand with Tulsa, you know, as a team.
3: You know, Tulsa, Tulsa's, hey, man, bottom line is Tulsa's a respectable team in this league, right? Tulsa, you know, brings a a wealth of, of experience to the field on their offense and their defense, their coaches, their owner. Um, we know this because one of the players that is with us now, Zeke, uh, who was, uh, you know, free safety with him last year, you know, sings their praises, man. He he has nothing but good things to say about Dion and organization and, and Berto and all the guys that they run that organization because they do it right. And, you know, he said if it weren't for the opportunities that presented themselves, you know, he would definitely still, you know, uh, be there. Um, Tulsa, as we sat down and and broke down the film and sat back and, and, and orchestrated a game plan for them, I think, you know, one of the names that stands out, of which there are many, make no mistake, but one of the names that stands out on offense for Tulsa is Gabriel Right, I mean, th- this guy, you know, Gamer Manning is just no joke. And um, you have to be cognizant of him on every play and understand that he's going to do his best to get his, or should I say the team's going to do their best to make sure he gets his, which can be a hurt for you because this guy gets it done on special teams. He gets it done on, on, as a wide receiver, and he's just dangerous. So a lot of the game plan has to be around him and it has to be something that you know, we're cognizant of. On the flip side of that coin, you know, you can't sleep on Sanso. Uh I mean, this guy is, is, is no joke either at running back and one of the best backs in the league. So the moment you put too much attention on, on, on uh, Manning, next thing you know you're finding yourself in trouble because he's running up your chest and, and scoring touchdowns. So, you know, in talking with Al and the, the time and energy he's put into – Looking how to get our defense ready for those two guys, you just have to you have to be in awe and say you know there's work to be done. But Al's doing a lot of work, and he assures us that you know we're ready, man. We're ready on that side of the ball, um, offensively. Uh, where you know I myself work, and and some other gentlemen, you know we we sit down and, and put things together. Uh, we find that. Um, we have to be respectful of that front seven they have. That defensive line, those guys and the linebacker core, no joke, and they, they come to play, and they're looking to blow up everything that you're trying to do. So those are the things that we realize. We've got a, a, a tough hill to climb and uh, realize that this, is, this game is not a game that probably a lot of people expect us to show up or uh, be successful in but we are learning to thrive on that underdog aspect of things and realize that it's not about what people outside that locker room think. It's about what we in that locker room believe. And that's one of our, uh, mantras this year, aside from, uh, understanding we're building things, but we got to believe, man, we got to, under- we got to believe that they're going to be obstacles. They're going to be doubters. They're going to be people. And, other organizations that just don't have us in the best light. But that's okay because they're not the ones who are going to allow us to do what we need to do. Now, we may have to go through them to uh, to, to do what we need to do, and then that's okay because this is all about competition, right? It's a league of competition. So everybody wants to go through somebody else to get that job accomplished, and that's what we plan on doing this year, um, game by game. Every experience for what it is. Told the fellas last time. Again, whether we win, lose, or draw, man, we got to take that experience and realize how we're going to build upon it, and grow from it, and use it to our advantage to get better. Last week was a perfect example. Tomorrow night's going to be another example, and uh, we look to show up and, and give our very best, and uh, and prayerfully give our fran- our fans what they deserve. We're on the road, so there's going to be another challenging aspect of it going. Out to Tulsa to to get that done, gonna be an easy easy task at all. But nothing worth having is ever easy, right? So if we can go down and accomplish that goal and walk away from a competitive event, we just grew again. We just grew again. Now put a win on top of that, we really grew. Okay, and and that's our goal every week. That's our goal every week. Now.
1: I think again, you know, we know the uphill challenge that we have uh against a great team like Tulsa, but um if folks could see the hours that you put in with the rest of the staff, I know they'll 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 see it and we got tomorrow to really put the the proof into the pudding, which I'm so excited to yes, see it. and Mel, your growth, Al's growth, Jacob's growth. I see it, and if others don't, I mean, they just don't pay attention close enough, but it will eventually show on there, and I think um, that is definitely telling on what the future is to come. Now, uh, before we end this all, um, I do want, um, you know, again, uh, for everybody to know, the game is tomorrow, 9.20 p.m., uh, that's Eastern time for West Coast time, at right. 6.20. Um, and that's... that will be on SFL Twitch. Um, so, again, come watch the game. Uh, Mel has done a phenomenal job with Al and Jacob to really bring in the best out of the players. And uh, come join us on that game. But, Mel, anything you want to say to the fans or anything else before we close this out?
3: I Just say to the fans, stick with us. Uh, believe. That's our mantra this year. Believe, and uh, each and every game we have an opportunity to show you what we're becoming and what we're capable of. We just ask, and you know, for your continued support, and uh, just know that we're putting everything we can into it. And it's not just one person, you know. It's not just me. It's not just you know Al. You know, it, it's not just the players on this team, the the team captains like Zeke and Derek and and uh, and John and. And, and our, our newly acquired team captains, man, it's not just those guys. It's everybody. We move collectively as a group, and we want our fans to be a part of that collective group. Because when we arrive, and when we finally, you know, get to that summit on that championship mountain, you know, and we put that flag down that says, you know, Portland Fleet SFL champions, that's for everybody. And we all we all get a piece of that, and. And we all have to go through the challenges and overcome the ob- obstacles that are a part of getting there. But that's just that just makes it the sweet of the journey, man. Sweet of the journey. So, uh, just ask everybody to show up tomorrow night. You know, get your gear, be ready to, to to cheer us on, and and make no mistake, we're gonna strap on our helmets and and get out there and do what we do, and uh and, and look to to give our best that we have to offer. And when all the dust settles and everything's all done and said, you know, we, we expect to be victorious and, and uh, we should expect nothing less. I think Gary said it, you know, you know, you find me someone who's okay with losing, and what do you say? Yeah, that's pretty much a loser. Well, we're not yeah, okay I with I thought you a loser. Out here, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you showed me that. Exactly. We're not okay with it at all. So we have to expect to go out there and and want to win and be the, the victorious team when the dust settles. So that's what we expect to do tomorrow night, man. We expect to be winners and uh and come out come out that game from uh, Tulsa with a win and uh get this season moving in the direction that we uh we want it to go.
1: I'm perfect Mel well thank you again Uh, Thank you for everybody who listened. Shout-outs to, you know, Bo Martin Jr. And shout-outs to Gary Burney tonight for the show. Again, if you want to get stuff, uh, Sector 6 is the place to go to get Portland Fleet stuff. If you want to get a Portland Fleet mini helmet, we just got those in. Go to, uh, uh, I want to say Team 97 Productions. If not, I'll shut that out. But check that out as well. And, again, you have a wonderful evening. We'll see you tomorrow on the field. Have a wonderful night, everybody.
3: Take it easy. Thank you.